Coronavirus is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. We're seeing the devastating impact of this invisible killer. There will come a moment when no health service in the world could possibly cope because there won't be enough ventilators, enough intensive care beds, enough doctors and nurses. That is the moment of real danger. The new variant is out of control and we need to bring it under control. And this news about the new variant has been a uh, an incredibly difficult end to, frankly, an awful year. And it's important for everybody to act, essentially act like they might have the virus. And that's the way that we can control it together. The way ahead is hard. And it is still true that many lives will sadly be lost. Our advisory group on new and emerging respiratory virus threats, NERVTAG, has spent the last few days analyzing this new variant. It may be up to 70% more transmissible than the old variant, the original version of the disease. You, you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Assume you might be infectious, assume you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Today, the United Kingdom's chief medical officers have advised that the country should move to alert level five, meaning that uh, if action is not taken, NHS capacity may be overwhelmed within 21 days. And it's going to spread further. And I, I must level with you, level with the, the British public, um, more families, uh, many more families, are going to lose loved ones before their time. Your colleague on SAGE, John Edmonds, has just sent me a statement saying that as far as he's concerned, this is the worst moment of the epidemic because of the extraordinary inf infectivity of this new strain. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, this is a horrible moment for sure. I to say, I'm really sorry to hear about your two relatives who died from this virus. I mean, it is a very dangerous virus uh, for many people. We're looking to move to a different regime, so as we come to the fourth step, we will change the basic tools that we have used to control human behaviour.
after reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. They are, in a group they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Do it, do it, do it, yes. There we go, folks. Uh, another day, another stream, and uh, this time I got some help to do the year in the view. We were, well, it was uh, virtually in every uh, episode, so I think uh, I think it's important that Charles be able to uh, have some input. So let's, without further ado, let's just skip over to the main man. And uh, Charles, how are you, sir? Hello, can you hear me? Uh, we can indeed. Um, just remind people if the levels are off, just remind me in the chat, and uh, we'll go. We'll go from there. So um, I hope you're feeling a little better, bro. Yeah, the yeah, a little bit. I've been I've been hurting for a week, so mm, yeah, it's a it's, it's a actually, tough one. for the second time in three years on December twenty third. I was in the ER, so ah. <laughs> joyous, joyous. Yeah, joyous. Um, not sure what to tell you, dude. Uh, <laughs> eat more yogurt. Yeah, yeah. The kaffir, kaffir, whatever you call it. Not kaffirs, <clears throat> but the, the well, drink. I think there's, I think there's a couple things going on, and uh, uh, I'll talk to you offline about uh, some of the other things I'm, I'm digging through that I think might be relevant in that discussion i, I don't okay. think it's just the uh the one thing so all right all right but anyway um but yeah i i thoroughly enjoyed your 
but I don't know if it, I don't know if the second one really counts. I haven't made it all the way through it, but I thoroughly enjoyed your year review stuff so far. So, uh, yeah, the second one didn't really count. I just started, um, <laughs> just going off on, uh, monologue on the camera. And, uh, so I need someone to keep me, uh, focused on target. And so, uh, that, that job has fallen to you. And I think the, uh, we were just pr probably about to be getting into the parts where things really, really started to spiral. I use that word very deliberately. Right. Um, well, I'll just, I'll just go ahead and warn you now. I'm going to, my, my oven's going to beep in a couple of minutes and I'll have to, I'll have to shut off my camera for a little bit, but I'll still be here and eating. I'll be able to talk as soon as I get it out of the oven. Okay. For dinner. So. Um, I hope it's uh, uh, <laughs> digestively friendly dinner. That's all. Well, um, that maybe that's why I'm turning the camera off. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's our pizza pie. I knew it. All right. Um, all right. So let me do the share screen and uh, do this and this and. Uh, don't want that that out of the way we want here and um oh and i guess we should preface this by just reminding people what we're doing we're we're going through all the shows of the past year and it, it, i guess it's fitting that uh that i'm here because i was in about a third of them so yeah 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 that's to say to talking about you with you not being here felt felt kind of bad so no it's okay uh, but uh, yes, we, um, well, I, I, I'm guessing I must have done this page. I remember slaughtered and skewered mutton, pizza on eviscerating capos. And well, then the, that top one, that top one is from uh, April something, 14th, maybe 15th, whenever we did the one with Christy. Mm. It, it was the first one that I did with you and Christy. And that, that, that really was kind of a, a pinnacle point. And even the previous month before that, when we were spending a lot of time on, on the first, well, not the first, but when we first named the streams Giga Spiral. Mm. So there was, there was excellent ones there. There was the DOE one. And then the one where I went through my entire watchmaker hypothesis, like in detail, and those were all, um, I think, in March. And then this happened in April. And right after this one, I drove up to uh, to Boston to the RFK announcement. Uh, That's right. Yeah, that and uh, speaking... I don't remember exactly where you stopped, though. I, I, we got to the top of the page, bro. And um, that was it. Armando, uh, thank you very much. Keeping the stream alive. Uh, Armando. <laughs> the rest of you, you know what to do. Um, I managed to uh, salvage my mic stand. Um, I just I drilled a <laughs> hole in the desk and uh, just got it in there and supported. So uh, my my stand, the the table clamp stand, basically yeah. just fallen. Oh wow! Uh, here, let me get it's it's clamped too tight but um it's a, i probably should have just done this in the first place but 
Um, <laughs> it is what it is. So uh, let's see. Charles has gone to get his uh, dinner. And let me see. The screen is somewhat blank. So, or, or maybe I can zoom in. Is that better for the screen? And uh, yes, we'll get some JC gossip in this much, uh, I'm sure. And the um, so yeah, that Charles is uh, he's he does have this uh, whip sharp, whip crack like memory, um, that is very, very useful for me. It's all just one blur of uh, stream after stream, it's it's uh. Very, very difficult for me to uh, <laughs> remember which part of the year it was. Um, they all they all feel just like, eh, just all merged into one in a indeterminate time space. Uh, I was doing something here. Do this and that on, and then I can put Charles underneath me there. Um, um, you know, I think that, you know, I hate to, well, the, my, my problem is, is just that I don't want to be right in this, uh, the trajectory that we've found ourselves and the, I'll, I'll, I'll see you back. Um, yep, I'm back. so I was, um, I was saying, I mentioned briefly yesterday. Did I mention it briefly yesterday? Yes, at the end, I think, as I was sort of winding up the stream. But um, I, I, having gone down to Tokyo um, this week, and I'm speaking with the clinic there, the guy that runs, you know, it's a, it's not a huge hospital, but, you know, it's, it's not insignificant. And it's family-run, and he's, he's very much... Uh, hands-on type of guy and so i i'm explaining to them well first of all i'm having to explain the results from the plasmid analysis right because that's where they came from the vials that we right. that we had analyzed and i'm sort of showing them why it's sort of well, why they've got a positive identification for plasmid um, why it's um, it's over the limits, etc. And actually, tonight I'm supposed to be doing a Zoom call with him and Murakami, who is a genetics professor here in Japan. They want to do it as a Zoom type Twitter space in in Japanese and have me sort of go through I, I asked kev if he was going to join he was going to try but then he's been he's on holiday at the moment yeah he's in new zealand i think yeah yeah and um the but as as we're going through i'm like okay at the plasmid yeah it's it could be bad um it's kind of uh a shotgun scattergun type approach to if it could be bad because we don't know exactly what pieces get integrated, et cetera, where they get integrated, just that, you know, SV40 is, is in there and um, some other 
odd open reading frames. And then I am laying out that they're now detecting or can predict that there is uh, this human prion protein analysis, right? And the doctors who are sitting there are just like you sort of see them. They're reading, obviously, second language, and they sort of get what it's being said. And the guy who's um, runs the clinic was like, "I just had two aggressive CJD dementia." Um, Holy cow! Yeah, and. He thinks that they were related to booster shots. And I was like, maybe. I I mean, I can't discount it. I think there's, um, it it needs testing, right? right? One one way or the other. And if if the signal that um, Jean-Claude and Montagnier found holds, right? You would expect to see it popping up now the issue is is that it's like i say it's a well it i don't know how many patients it has but you know it's got like a lot of facilities mri um <clears throat> ct scans etc it's 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 a busy clinic right and um surgery he does spinal surgeries etc um and so like two in one hospital, a relatively small hospital in um, in Tokyo, then how many hospitals in Tokyo? Thousands. Yeah. Right? And then, what, if they've had two cases of Kreutzfeldt? If each hospital is averaging around one or two, um, that means we've got a wave of um, Kreutzfeldt-Yakov. And um, from what I could ascertain like the patients get transferred to a government facility that deals with Kreutzfeldt and CJD type illnesses and I was like well what happens to them that like they're like well they're not our patients anymore so we don't we don't know and wow I don't know you know I keep praying I'm wrong, dude. I really do. I mean, just what a uh, what a nightmare. Well, uh, if uh, I, I ran some rough numbers, and this is just rough, but if if all or if fifty million adults in France got the shot, and there were twenty three cases of Creutzfeldt Jakob disease. And we took that ratio and we applied it to 4 billion mRNA, 4 billion people have been injected with the mRNA jabs, then you would expect 1,840 cases of true vaccine-induced um, CJD. And that's just the, I mean, that's only the ones that they, like they caught 23 in France, but I mean, we have no idea how many are being missed and misdiagnosed as other things. Yeah, a or, lot, or just different places along the spectrum. Mm-hmm. It, so. It'll it'll be a lot that would be misdiagnosed, for yep. sure. And um, yeah, the question <laughs> this is the the issue now is like how much is sort of um, bleeding out into the environment. And someone someone had put on WTYL a clip of 
Joe Rogan talking about chronic wasting disease and they really? were yeah 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 and it, it's it's from 2018 and Is it no 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 it's um it's some guy that he's gone hunting with and oh. another dude who he's from US Department of Agriculture something like something like that and he's from uh not Wyoming but uh Wisconsin Right. And but that Wisconsin was that hot spot around the um whatever the primate center, right? We had it um Yeah. We had that. Oh, I forgot to send you those graphics too. I felt bad, but I I think I was actually in the ER that night. So um yeah, how dare you, sir? <laughs> how dare you? Get off that sick bed. <laughs> I apologize. No, if I'll it's me, I'd be yeah, curled off everything else would, would be um, <laughs> put put to the side. In fact, I had a whole bunch that I was supposed to be doing with Christmas, and uh, uh, before Christmas, I've just sort of put it on hold. And you know, these were people wanting to get in touch with um, Joachim, and um, well, he seems to be taking a Christmas break right now. So, um, the <laughs> the, the this guy from the Department of Agriculture, etc., is. They're, they're cognizant of it sort of passing through the uh, vegetation and what have you. And, and and then he starts talking about, well, somehow it spread to uh, South Korea. And apparently they track that to two Canadian moose. And then the they were talking about Norway. Norway or Finland. Mm -hmm. I, I forget which. One of the Scandinavian countries with reindeer. I presume it must be Finland. I don't know. What's... Well, it sounds a lot like it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And mm. so the way that Finland decided to, uh, well, have a count, their, their countermeasure was, was what was euphemistically called the, the stamp out approach, which is. You find where the well reindeer are in herds, right? And so a little different to deer. But they basically where they found one or, or they'd found a uh a positive case, they just wiped out every reindeer that they could <sighs> in that one area and then essentially sealed it off and <laughs> It's no, there's no reindeer allowed in there. A... You know, this is a, this is actually a good uh, teaching moment because, um, let's say that that's the case that, it's, CWD is spreading. Um, you can't do that with CJD in humans. You can't just kill all the humans to keep it from spreading. Uh, watch this so, space, uh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Well, th there was this, you know, discussion in the, with these doctors and, um, one of them, he said in English, so he, he looked at me, he goes, so we're all fucked then. And I was <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I don't, I, uh. I don't know. And I was saying it would be really important if we could get the tissue 
right? Because we want to see if we can co-localize spike with around like the prion um, aggregates and any of the spongy appearance in the brain. And they were like, well, okay, we can try. And then, then we're like, what, is the tissue dangerous? And I was like, oh yeah, holy shit, it's dangerous. <laughs> and they were like, well, okay, we can't, we can't do that. No, no safe dose, but only if you believe that they exist. So, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, all right, let's let's uh, less of this uh, this small talk. Let's, uh, let's get to the real meat and potatoes. So we did the we did. The, did you say we were April? Right at this point. Yeah. So. Yeah. And all right. So next page. Wow, there's still nine pages. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot we can. Uh, uh, well, shout out to fallen Davy Crocco, victim oh, yeah, of uh, chemical warfare on the streets of the UK. Uh, we can skip that one. Shaming Owen Benjamin, the molecular bomb. Why nuking microRNA signaling with synthetic mRNA is a bad idea. Oh, this was. Um, was that Doris Carp and? Uh, yeah. Genevita. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I should uh, set up another stream. I mean, they're still they're still out there fighting the good fight. So uh, oh, we've got way more to talk about too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been following. So um, well, next time, next time, I want to sit in on that one. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's. Um, I won't have much to say, but I do want to sit in on. Well, I mean, sure, you can chip in. I mean, you get the. It's not like you you're not following or anything. So. Um, yeah, but but so I guess the best way to to kind of summarize, um, there's been a couple of main threads here. Of course, you got the Israel stuff that you know you've been working on, um, and you got Ukraine going on. But as far as SARS-CoV-2, uh, we've really been talking the biowarfare angle, and it's really picked up since, um, like the because you kind of started right. Um, in November of, of 2022. And that was when we were together. And that was when the Giga Spiral started. And so really, you, we, we've been fighting the Giga Spiral. And then November was also, November, December was also when those, those different articles started coming out about, um, well, there was earlier ones, but, but the ones about IgG class switching Oh, and, yeah, yeah. But really, we could bundle all like eighty percent of that into incapacitating agents um, and immune dysregulation. And this, the micro, or yeah, microRNA, uh, that that one was an excellent one that went way above, you know, anything that I could that I could speak to. But once again, it's just a different aspect of, in this case. I would assume cancer was a, there's other signals going on, but um, cancer is just one of the many things that arises from this soup of immune dysregulation. And so um, I would say that if we had to, uh, hang on a minute. One of the main yes, themes. Wait, what? Did you add like four that you shouted out? I did, big boy. Try using it, see if it's working. Just restart Steam VR and then 
Uh, Daddy just put it there to rest. Okay. I know. <laughs> he loves that VR. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. Sorry. Kids. It's fun. It's fun. Uh, what was that? Well, Emma, uh, sorry, microRNAs. And actually, that, that has been funneling into um, the prion stuff over the last few months. I don't know. Maybe I missed you saying that, but it's the, the they're able to test the misfolding cascades with these again around twenty amino acids long, and they seem that twenty amino acids is reactive enough to cause to cause human prion protein to uh, transform into the scrapey um, form, and you know that's. Uh, just disturbing thought dude <laughs> i have yeah. uh, i have nightmares um i mean this is the year that last year was the year of me being proven right i think and this is the year of you being proven right i don't want to be <laughs> i don't want to be <laughs> i really don't that's that's the that's the part that's the worst of it is just seeing like digging through all the evidence or in your case, just having this 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 foundational strong understanding of, of of all these different things, and me coming and investigating it in both of the same conclusion mm. uh, is just really horrifying. It really is. Yes, and uh, and it's not going to get better in these next <laughs> in the remainder of the pages. So. No, no, it's we're just it's just going to sort of start honing in and focusing in on that. So, oh, debating. Speaking of stupidity, yeah, yeah, and that may have been uh, the the Copeland. That, oh, that was the Copeland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, so excellent. An epic, epic uh, couple of streams. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see much from them. I saw, you know what, someone had linked me to a comment, to Drew comments yesterday. <clears throat> and, you know, he's, he's, what, what was it about? It, it, like the complaint was he hadn't done Sanger sequencing on the samples he had. I guess implying that they don't know what these peptides are and or, or what these fragments are. And so they can't prove that they're from the uh, the shots. But the, uh, I've forgotten his name now, uh, the Korean guy, the one that advises Steve Kirsch. Korean um, who advises Steve Kirsch? Yeah, I want to say he's like a Harvard or what, Yale. Yeah, I think he's at Yale. And um, I'm sure I'll know the name when I hear yeah, it. Yeah, if I, I probably I can find it in my email. I think, yeah, yeah. Does it start with a K? Maybe, but he does sang a sequencing. Yeah. Right. Hmm. And the I'm just going to get snowed under by his newsletters as I try to search for the um, You know, it's weird. Uh, uh, Steve Kirsch has never really informed you or me. 
he's never what he's never platformed us no i mean he he's Shocking. asked me for, for advice and um what have you i've i've asked him for money um <laughs> <laughs> i was just like look i need um i need an airfare if i wanted to take those vials to uh, the united states right yeah. um if you wanted to get it you that keen to get them tested and nah, um wasn't interested but well, so instead i had to smuggle them <laughs> right right so thank you steve for making me sweat through the security line mm. oh well yeah but uh sin lee is his name and anyway he do, he does um he does Sanger sequencing. And so they've they've shown it through multiple um well different researchers, right? So Buckholtz, Kevin, and Sindley have all used slightly different approaches. And then I think Kevin did nanopore as well. But they've all all concerned all confirmed the same thing. It's all been confirmed from um well, sealed vials now that were cold chained and we know their, we know their providence, and so tr trying to be skirting around that issue, and the the critical thing is that they're the they're wrapped in lipid nanoparticles, uh, the LMP, right? So they're not going to be broken down like they would any foreign um, DNA, and so yes, yep. they could be problematic. Um, how problematic? Don't know, but. Um, Cancers are certainly well, a thing. Copeland knows. Well, yeah, I'm sure. And Drew Commons knows, according to a script that he reads. So. Right. So actually, mm. what we're going to do, so the clinic I'm at, they've got a bunch of early-onset aggressive cancers as well, lymphomas uh, in particular in the young, and um, they're gonna, I'm going to link them up with the other group um who are doing and sequencing tissue to see if they can find any um genomic you know material. it's funny that you bring that up because i got lymph nodes swollen all over my body right now mm, mm, yeah well that's uh yeah is it is it from the dvt uh well yeah we don't know so i mean mm. yeah i'm a well, well like i said we'll talk more about it offline all right, all right. So, Davy Crocco's <sighs> memorial service—that um, was just screaming the funeral. But um, oh yes, Broken Truth. Um, shout out to Broken Truth. He really does great work. Uh, I think. Well, he he does great work, and what's what's interesting is so I spent a lot of this year traveling, and I have memories of a lot of these episodes from where I was when I was listening to them, because I was laughing so hard. Um, so I remember, I don't know why I remember this, but I just have a good memory. And uh, I remember I remember being at a Bucky's in, uh, in North Texas, listening to the Broken Truth one. And I was thinking, man, that is, that is great fucking information. I had no idea who he was. Mm. I, I saw him in, in our little group and I had no idea who he was, but it was, oh. He had some. He had some great info. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he's he, he's one of those ones that's active with foyers, right? And 
people that he's do doing that really good like OSINT work like mm-hmm. not just, i think he's done some foyers but but he's just digging around in all sorts of different places i mean i do OSINT too but and it, it's it's different mm-hmm. and I, I have to commend his work because then he takes it and he puts it into video form it just does really high quality work yeah really high quality. yeah yeah and um i'll shout out curious knuckle thank you uh happy new year charles and kevin um happy new year to you sir um thank you for following uh let's see um apocalyptic ai warfare mm, in the in the chat there um is it that maybe maybe did you see Li men yang on dr drew oh i've seen her on there a couple times but not recently yeah so she was well i'm presuming it's recent because i've seen it recently so uh <laughs> everything's through my lens but i'm i'm presuming it's recent and she was talking about uh it dragon strike something like that the, the yeah is... I, I i saw that on twitter but i haven't watched it yet so okay I can't speak to that. so you know dr drew is coming round to the idea that these are this is the consequence of bio warfare research and well I, and he needs to get us on there yeah yeah and the well it, it, even if if he doesn't anything in my mind at the moment anything that just keeps bringing that up to let people or, or to just keep it on the front burner as it were i'm i'm okay with that just keep keep talking about it and you know lee men yang is she certainly talks about bio warfare a lot that's uh well he, from what i hear he he really he really prefers to only have phds and doctors on the show so in this case, you might be my uh, my anchor baby. Okay. Get onto that show. We can get you on there. So. Okay. <clears throat> well, well. We'll try. Um, I don't know how to reach out to him, but. Uh, oh. I think we I think we know some people. Oh yes, do, yes, yes, that, of course. So. Yep. Um, so that's um. Some more, uh, I don't know, I did a bunch of uh, <laughs> just uh, so oh. stamping on uh, Copeland. Oh, um, yeah. And then I was in Boston because I, I really wanted you to talk to, to Gaslight and Gilligan. And so I, because I, I don't know how I came across this stuff or he, he messaged me or something. And uh, I, I went. And, I, I want to say, like, you watched a stream of his i don't know how you came across yeah I, I read it i read some stuff he wrote on his website and i watched some stuff i was like man kevin's gotta gotta talk to this guy mm. and uh so i told him and i i put you guys together so yeah yeah we still yeah. haven't done that stream together oh uh, yeah yeah so and i and that's my bad because oh fuck and i keep forgetting dude you're i'm supposed to with um iggy you're supposed he wants to talk to you and um oh iggy yeah yeah oh yeah that's yeah. right so ah, just christmas and stuff that's my excuse right now um iggy if you're uh <laughs> so um more more uh ian copeland <laughs> <There's a lot. laughs> 
<laughs> that, was a that was a busy couple of weeks right there. Yep. Um, oh, so maybe this one uh, maybe was, that was it. debating. Did you, did you debate him twice or just once? Um, so I, I went into the Twitter space, right, and explained to them that they were, you know, they just weren't grasping what amyloidogenic peptide sequences were. And they were, uh, it was, so I was, um, you know, I, I did it as a sort of academic approach and they couldn't, they couldn't rebut any of the studies I was bringing forward and they were getting more and more exasperated as their usual tactics weren't working. And then they pulled the Twitter space down. And then, oh, no. oh, yeah. and then, um, they made that, uh, the uncle Adolf clip, someone from Jicky's crew. And, uh, that one, that one sort of went, um, wild as they, <laughs> they, they, um, Those those Adolf Hitler clips are iconic now, right? And you could just people people just put whatever uh, whenever someone sort of fucked up, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, so good. Um, so good. And then yeah, and then I, I don't know. It, it probably sort of died down after that, I think. So um, a, a stream with uh, Walter. There, shout out to Walter. Uh, Happy New Year to you, sir. Um, Walter's on the the spike protein as uh, a a prion, basically at the moment. That was the last bit of work that I saw, and you know he's he gets it. It's like it's all of them. <laughs> every every misfolded uh, peptide, um, yep. the SARS SARS can have a hand in it. So uh, keep keep up that good work, Walter. Um, all right, more gaslighting Gilligan, and do, 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 do. I just oh, love yeah. the titles of these streams. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, Ian's shitty science takes <laughs> viruses, amyloids, and issues like that. Oh man, this is good stuff. Yeah, and that that was a paper that dropped at that time. It was a review paper from Hammerstrom and Nystrom, again, which yeah. just illustrated again this th these reactions of these epitopes and in that paper that um viruses and amyloids are vicious liaison they even have in their vaccines can cause this as well written in their um discussion right if you're yep. and you know the problem with um well how should we say when you're dealing with retards like Copeland and uh, who's that? The real truth, all right? Uh, that yep. faggot is um, the video. He's a video director or something, right? He doesn't. It, they, they, but they're just paid, paid shills basically. And I want to be a paid shill. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, do, doing what we're doing, bro. Don't pay. 
and and we had a stream or i had a stream with richard and laurie gagan who has her um i don't know rumble channel quite successful one um so richard set that one up and um, yeah same same well <laughs> we hardly have a a broad uh broad array of subjects at the moment um monkey king uh thank you very much uh coon cowder uh whilst charles is away i will no, i'm still here oh you're still i'm just eating yeah i thought um you're getting the pizza down you um hope it's not pizza but okay I, I i hate to think what it is but Copeland is a domesticated pavement ape. Steady on there. Yeah, he could be touching the third row of... <laughs> oh, you're racist. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Vin Flusa says, Tick by a warfare stream with Joanna Chris Newby one year ago. Recommend if you live in a ticky place, get a bite. Yes, um, that was a good stream. And, you know, ticks... Ticks are the... Well, the loiter weapons of bio warfare, and you know the ticks obviously play a part with chronic wasting disease, and you know that it, it was asked to me about mosquitoes, right? Would would they could they be spreading prions and? In my mind, there's no reason why they couldn't. I guess it depends of the distribution of prions at like mm -hmm. the the epidermal layers. I mean, I'm presuming if they shed. The... Uh, well, I mean, I'm not familiar enough with insect immune systems and, and other stuff to really be able to like guess on that. Um, ticks, I could I could see. There's a couple of things that make ticks especially uh, useful, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know about uh, pre-energic stuff. That's I, sure. I, I mean, I I don't either. I mean, I I'll just um. Well, it sounds like check. I have work to do. Yeah. Um. Can mosquitoes carry a safe pre -on. CWD, or, yeah. Given that we know prions can be carried and transmitted in blood, as a fact that it seems like obvious insects. Um, protein of human or an origin. Mm, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, until it's ruled oh, out, I would well, just say... Click on the CDC. Well, actually, the oh, well, and underneath that, there's a NIH study that you've already clicked on. Could ectoparasites act as vectors for prion diseases? <clears throat> Fly larvae and mites are exposed to brain-infected material and readily able to transmit scraped heat to hamsters. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um but I think they're I think they're just looking at this. Well, and but what one of the big lessons that people need to understand is 
just as with all other areas of technology, the military is years or decades ahead of what is in the public domain. Always. Yes. So if, if this study, if, if, if this person is asking this question, actually, you should click on the author. I'm kind of curious to see who he is. Um, but if this person is asking this question in 2003 publicly, then somebody was asking this question long before this. Beyonce in dermatology. <laughs> My ASUS was that tears. I mean, I know that. Um... Skin and mucus, let's see. Skin mucus. Um, we'll talk about fly lava. Opthothalomyases in humans is commonly caused by both species of fly lava worldwide, providing almost direct contact with the central nervous system. The high expression of the prion protein on the skin and mucosa and the severity of the inflammation response to the lava could readily increase the efficiency of transmission of prions in both animals and humans. Hmm. Um, yeah, like I say, just uh, be aggressive when it comes to mosquitoes in your house. Um, I mean, well, and once again, if you're looking for an in a long term incapacitating agent, the, there's a couple of things. One, that the characteristics of the agent, as far as the virulence and, and, and transmission. Um, well, my brain just went dead. Um, well, well, so what I was going to say is actually transmission. I was going to, because um, if you can get your bioweapon to transmit effectively, that is, that's probably the number one area of research for biological weapons development because it's the most important. If transmission is something that you want, then that's the biggest hurdle that you have to overcome with certain parasites, which mm -hmm. is why um, aerosolizing anthrax is what made it so dangerous as a weapon. And in this case, ticks are another vector um, that are commonly used. So this, I mean, the Japanese were, were experimenting with, with insects on Chinese people and, and insect bombs in the 30s and 40s. So um, there's no reason to assume that they've stopped that kind of research. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess the thing with mosquitoes are they're relatively short-lived, right? That's very true, yeah. You um, want something more, you want stability and durability in the environment. And mm -hmm. mosquitoes are short-lived. But they have... I mean, I guess, yeah, I think they'd be too short-lived. Ticks are a little bit better for that. I mean, I guess for sort of like a, if you wanted to cover an area, you could breed the mosquitoes up and drop them in. Well, that's what Bill Gates is doing with the... Right, yeah, I was just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Not that that would be, not that would be a problem or, or potentially dangerous. Uh, so Shannon Patrick in the chat says, releasing hope, this factory breeds 30 million mosquitoes per, per week. I thought it was going to be per year, per week. Holy shit. 
is why these mosquitoes are allies in the fight against dengue and other deadly viruses by Bill Gates. Um, maybe, maybe that, that's that sort of gene drive technology, right? Where you sort of sending out, I can't remember what it is. That's right. In, infertile males or something. Um, but anyway, the the idea being that you sort of cut down the numbers of the population. But if they if they have that capacity, well, it it just provides a nice cover story for them, right? Oh, we're just breeding these mosquitoes. It's for public health again. Um. Meanwhile, yeah. <clears throat> this is why I was, because I didn't really know anything about Martin Nowak, and when I looked into him, within five minutes, I I discovered that he had. A brand new paper out about gene drives. Like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> and by the way, he's also an expert on quasi and viral quasi species. Mm hmm. Yeah. Which is stunning. Yeah. I could uh, not believe it. Good, good buddies with uh, Epstein, shall we say. Um, well, I mean, you can't write this story any better than. No. Yeah, I'm glad to actually see Jesse match you back on Twitter. Oh, absolutely. Of, that yeah, was great to see. I, I told him so privately, too. He, he does uh, great work. and Yes, he does. Um, in the chat, uh, JJ Cooey, are you drunk? That was hilarious. Did you was, see that? Uh, hey. where, where Scott Adams, the, uh, the cartoonist, the Dilbert. Oh, cartoonist. yes, yes. <laughs> Someone should have just written under that. No, stoned. Oh my gosh, that was great. <laughs> I'm trying to remember why why he said it, though. Well, it doesn't really matter. JC said something stupid. Yeah. And, uh, and they questioned his sobriety, so I mean, right. don't feel bad. <laughs> so Scott Adams has now picked up on the same thing that we have. <laughs> with, in his first interaction with him. That's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's... Great. Uh... How should we say? Well, <laughs> he's he's cooey, right? Um, let's see. I'm just going to start anyway. investigating with bug zappers. Um, yeah, I I would. I would just you know. In and like I say, until we know better, there's just and no one else is responsible for the mosquitoes in your house except you, right? So and the ticks that you pick up when you go out for walks. So, um, just be just be sensible, I guess. I mean, it doesn't mean walking around in a bubble and what have you, but um, oh, well, I say that, but then I, do, I, uh, yeah, I don't. Hopefully, we don't get to that point. Right, I don't. I don't know what the carrying capacity of a mosquito is to pick up prion of epidermal tissue and then deposit it somewhere else. I mean, for sure they could carry an infective dose as you as you need so little. Uh, but mm, a tough uh, tough question to be dealing with. All right, so let's uh, let's get back to. Um, oh, so we've done a page there. It's um, good. Uh, let's see, more war, Tories scream for war footing, 
SARS neuroscience, prions, and alpha synuclein. So, yes, this is post gaslighting Gilligan, and he he was sort of making a point that the well, the power elites have to move towards militarization in order to get close to um, authoritarianism mm -hmm. that they would like. And so... Well, neocons, for sure, or mm -hmm. whatever they call them in the UK. Uh, wankers. Uh, wankers. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, um, but yeah, that, I remember that story. So uh, they were basically saying... Uh, they're, they're calling for the UK to get involved in direct action. Um, basically in a killing field uh, in this, in southern Europe again. Um, bananas. And I remember this one as well because there was a good study about alpha-synuclein, which is the important peptide around uh, Parkinsonism. And uh, again, trying to instill the fact that we, we could have uh, specific prions in, and cross-seeding uh, prions. So, uh, oh, a, uh, a, a major stream there, right above it, streaming with Charles Rixey, the early cases in Wuhan which destroy the official narrative. I think we don't do this one enough, actually. Um, we, we really don't. It's a... Um, we really don't. If you want to give the summation here but well i remember that was uh i believe may 15th i could be off by a couple of days but uh, i remember that was when i was i was streaming from my parents garage on their farm in texas and that was just before i was only about two weeks before i or three weeks before i flew to japan actually uh in fact, it was at, it was when I was visiting my parents that they they said, uh, "Duh, yeah, you should go to Japan." So, okay, uh, right. So you can thank them for for pushing me to to do that. Yeah. Wow. And uh, and that stream in particular, I so on the tenth of May, I published basically two years worth of work uh, in a paper <clears throat> on Zenodo, which which ironically was uh, a week later it was deleted from Zenodo. Right, which nobody had ever seen before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even Li Ming Yan's papers weren't deleted from Zenodo. They, they but, put it uh, back though, right? Yeah, it took seven days for them to delete it, and with a bunch of advocates from you know like Billy Bostickson and others, they they put it back. But that that was bizarre. Doctor Quay, I know, also submitted like he was fighting for that because like nobody could believe it, mm. and uh, that tells me all. You, that should tell you all you need to know about the efficacy of of what the paper was stating, which is basically laying out. Um, all I did was, was I had a few pages of text, but it was mostly just me literally laying out in graphic form and in clickable link form on PDF, the literal data points from what had been hundreds of papers trimmed down to 38 uh, because I found 38 cohort studies and combined them together that were Chinese scientist studies, peer-reviewed and censor-approved of, of different um, universities and hospitals in Wuhan. And I took 
all of that data and I, I just took the the largest cohort from each hospital and then combined it all, sorted it all by district, by the 13 districts, down to the um, 171 sub-district levels, the Zhidao level. And so all of it was sortable. You could go through it all. And basically when I aggregated all this data, it basically showed that um, the Chinese had lied about 20% of their cases. They 20% of the cases magically shifted from one side of the river to the other from the exact districts and the exact hospitals to uh, near the market over to the um, the exact two districts that had the WIV headquarters and then the WIV BSL-4 laboratory. Um, and basically it shows that my contention was that if the Chinese lied in their official statistics, about 20% of all the cases, so 10,000 basically, 10,000 like net shift, and there's only 50,000 cases in all of Wuhan, then why would we spend time trying to quibble about the first 171 or yeah, 174 cases? It's pointless because mm -hmm. if they would lie about on the bigger scale, then why should we trust? Why should we trust 174 cases that had zero? They did not give any data to go along with those 174 cases. Mm -hmm. So um, that was my contention that it showed that the Chinese were lying, trying to cover up and um, not. Well, no, Warabi was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Warabi was was absolutely wrong because you could because if you if you took the time series and just calculated backwards in time it was mathematically impossible that the number of cases that were seeding Wuhan during the early period, they, they could not mathematically have come from the distribution that was claimed in those papers. Mm. And that was the contention that I made. And uh, Dr. Quay um, went through those numbers, confirmed them. Uh, Alex Washburn, I talked to him before I published it. He saw it before I published the paper. He completely agreed. And, um, Alex Washburn is uh, an epidemiologist, or, or well, he's done a lot of epidemiological uh, calculations. Uh, Andrew Huff said the same thing, and uh, Jicky also agreed. So, if all those people agree that that analysis looks pretty good, then I feel pretty confident that it's pretty solid. Mm -hmm. And basically, that that completely new it makes the the market argument completely irrelevant. So mm -hmm. that was the point of that stream. And but, the rest of drastic, the rest of drastic, I think, did the same thing with the early cases. I, I looked at the the overall all case distribution. They just they I think they were able to prove it from their end as well. So and so drastic had all of it covered to to blow away um, from every conceivable angle: phylogenetics, uh, epidemiology. Uh, uh, well, yeah, pretty much everything. And we proved that, that it was fabricated in many ways that it could not have been this way and that it's all bullshit. So Yeah, um we shouldn't we shouldn't forget that Chinese should sit very high on the <laughs> the shit tier list for parties responsible in this. Um Right. They did their part 
yes. whoever made the virus, they did their part in allowing it to spread and hiding it from the world. Um, even if they didn't make the virus and they were framed, um, they are still partially responsible for the global spread of the virus. So mm -hmm. that is 100% true. Yeah, I, I saw that, someone. That's the best case scenario for them. Yeah, best case. <laughs> and yeah. I saw yesterday, apparently, they're saying, oh, they're, uh, they're overflowing with cases again, and then they're allowing travel. I mean, I don't know what to make of it. I don't, I was, I was asking at the clinic what they were, what they were seeing. And they were saying, not really COVID, influenza, and um, ah, what's the other one? Uh, norovirus that's that's what they're seeing yeah um a little bit of covid but n nothing um nothing major so um yeah it's uh you know it's it's worth going back and just sort of redoing the streams important ones like that, these. that would be a good one yeah because i've yeah. since had i've since had further conversations and that it will help uh, kind of trim it down and make it easier to digest. So that's um, definitely one we should do again. It's still sitting on Zenodo, right? Uh, yeah, it is. But it only has a thousand views, which is which is strange because my my watchmaker hypothesis says fifty thousand, um, and uh, you know a high altmetric score, but that one just did not. It did not gain. Well, they they traction by taking it out in those first few days. That may be enough just to disrupt the the flow. And if we're not pushing it more often, yeah. I mean, I know I was sort of like Tilly blocked me, but um, I was dropping it under Warabi's posts pretty consistently. Um, okay. But anyway, <clears throat> SARS neuroscience causes teopathy. Um, newsflash. Uh, British hearts fluttering. Oh, yeah. So, of course, um, you know, this sustained all-cause mortality is becoming evident at this point in the UK. And it's shifting to lower demographic and um, a lot of it was being identified as cardiovascular. Um, then, of course, uh, more. <laughs> I have to, I've done so much on uh, prions, dude. It's uh, it's not funny. Uh, burgle came down from the mountain. Hallelujah. Um, you have to be a Burgle fan for that one. Uh, debate. SARS-CoV-2 gene transfection is it an amyloidogenic risk too far? Oh, I remember what this was. This was one of the guys who, he was actually asking more sensible questions in the Copeland um, dust-up. And he kind of wanted to come on stream and then backed out. And then um, ah, basically I ended up just having handing him some papers and... Uh, um, I didn't didn't hear back for him. So, Oz covering up excess deaths. Yeah. So, <clears throat> the 
yeah, this is this is the summer where people are just beginning to realize that yeah, it ain't it ain't going away, and it yep. it still hasn't um, subsided yet, and um, you know the. I mean, it's not a nice thing to say, but old people, well, you know, they've got to check out sometime. And if it's uh, a <laughs> bio-warfare-related uh, pathogen or uh, countermeasure, well, you know, the clock was ticking anyway. The uh, The young who are parents and the ones who are supposed to be holding down jobs and paying into the tax base, well, you know, that's a different matter, right? And it's well, okay. clearly, that, that tells me that whoever uh, designed this did not care about the tech base. So, <laughs> right, right. Um, so. I mean, some like I, I remember when COVID first came out, there was some people saying, oh, well, the Chinese or the Americans made it because they wanted to kill all the old people because there's too many of them. But, um, yeah then why did they jab everybody else that's right the, right that's the real question there yeah and you know the the disturbing conclusion i'm coming to is um it's more and more difficult for me to dismiss the depopulation ideas all the time we keep seeing sustained excess death and once that Hammerstrom paper came out in September, I'm like, yeah, that. If you wanted a way to do it, man, right, long term, and then, like I say, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what it looks like, right? And I just, I just, if, if it was, uh, if they. Well, like to sit here and say they didn't know what they were putting into people, that's not true, right? It's it's not like these tools weren't available for them to look at and say, oh, you know, that epitope we should be um, dialing down a little bit, right, or swapping out. And that's, uh, as we saw with the uh, Furing cleavage site, um, and that, uh, was it 2014? meeting with uh you know right it's barracks there and um who's the other dude oh um you said 2014 oh yeah uh mark dennison dennison that's right and out of uh vanderbilt and they they were the ones who who elucidated the nature of of the exonuclease and sp14 and magically came up with uh, remdesivir to to help solve that problem. <clears throat> How shocking! Yeah, yeah. I mean, from what I can see, dude, is like remdesivir. If you get it right or, or get it early, it may be useful. Um, Correct. Uh, and there is some research that shows that. I'm not, I'm still, well, you, you can see that the argument that remdesivir is the super killer is losing steam now as a, um, 
as a go-to for people. And I, I would say, look, eventually you can, you can come up with a hypothesis, et cetera, but that you've got to have data to back up your, um, your premise. And the toxicology isn't there in my mind for remdesivir. I'm not saying it's helpful if they just keep throwing it into you. Um, right. Anyway. And, and of course, uh, you know, not that I feel like I have to add a disclaimer or anything, but once again, um, I had somebody who was pumped full of remdesivir and then in the hospital magically uh, had kidney failure. Mm. So, you know, it's not like I don't think that remdesivir um, contributed because uh, I absolutely do. But I would, in the overall scheme of things, that looked more like a money grab and yeah. less about they really gave a shit about what it was going to do to the patients. Mm. I, I don't think it was the killer. It mm. was just, it looked like more of, hey, it's, it's $1,000 a vial or, or $1,000 a five. Three, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> was it three? I, I don't know. I think I know so. thousands yeah. for, for a five-day mm. course and that some people got two courses. So, yeah. <clears throat> and that, to me, was the primary driver of that of the usage of that. Not because it was useful or not, but because NIH held shared the patent rights on that. Mm. Yeah, and we shouldn't forget that aspect either. That um, yeah, that there are mechanisms and bureaucracies in place that are just poised to make sure that they profit from these types of events, and of course they're going to contribute to the overall chaos that we're that you're dealing with and particularly in the United States. And you know, we have to we do have to account for the fact that the United States carried the highest mortality, you know, per capita of population. The US seemed to far exceed any other country. Well, not quite per capita, but um but in sheer numbers it was horrific. And the fact that the excess deaths are still going up because, because we're, when we say sheer numbers, we were talking about, you know, a million dead for whatever the cause was during the, we'll just say the first two years of the pandemic. Um, but the excess death is higher now than it was then. Mm. So that's what really, is it that's higher what now? should be thinking about. I mean, it, I, I thought it was, more normalizing but higher in the, the uh, lower age brackets that's the difference i don't know i've seen so many graphs it's hard to <clears throat> if i'm wrong on that so be it i'm I'm just an agent spouting a narrative so <laughs> fuck it yeah i think um well we can check real what's the our world in data <clears throat> Um, I mean, for sure, for sure, what it, what ethical skeptic is showing is that in certain age groups it's going up, but, um, yeah. So, let's see. So, well, in Japan, clearly, the, right, the, right. <laughs> this um, is. Uh, oh, and that was uh, the other thing at the clinic. They had they had a mm -hmm. bunch of uh, sudden death youngsters as well. So that tissue. Eventually is available to me 
we want to have a look. And I asked them about the clots and what was it? Basically, the point was they didn't do autopsies in Japan. Well, well just like everywhere else. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember what that he gave a specific reason for it. Um. Yeah, it, it, it's it's something that it, it has to be requested by the family specifically, and the well, it's typically denied here. Hmm. Well, when I th- I think of my when my father passed away, even though he was like COPD patient for, for whatever it was, ten years, um, they still they still autopsied him, right? To find well, this was prior to obviously the pandemic, but it, it's just odd that someone like my father would be subject to forensic examination. And then suddenly we've got yeah, we've got people dropping left and right who shouldn't be. That they they definitely didn't have COPD and uh in an age bracket where they should be living in the prime of their lives. And um yep. anyway, let's uh let's quickly add USA here. Yeah, so, but I mean, <laughs> just dwarfs. <laughs> I mean, it's oh, right. I put Russia. So it's clearly, it's clearly. So, sorry, it's I put clearly I put a Russian Russia. bioweapon. Right. Yes. <sighs> Wait. Why did it? Why is it doing that? It'll only allow two to be. No. Click. Go, go. I, I couldn't see your mouse. I would go down and click it. I wouldn't type it in. Because mm. I, I think it was being fuzzy because of that. <clears throat> there we go. Yes, the United oh. States is so, less so than... My bad. My bad. <clears throat> of course, now, this is the best part because um, how does JC account for that? All ventilators? Well, those those pesky Russian ventilators, you can't trust them. Like a old yeah. beat up Lada car. Hey, can you do one more? Can you can you put Iran on there too? Mm. Because it's clearly an Iran bioweapon. Right. <laughs> 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 oh, that's fucking great. Holy shit, man. Look at those numbers. Oh, 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 you know what? I just realized what it is. See, it says deaths from all causes compared to projection based on previous years. Well, no shit. If if your baseline is 2020 and 2021, am I reading that right? Wait, the percentage difference between the reported number of weekly or monthly deaths, 20 to 22, and the projected number of deaths for the same period based on previous years, reported number might not count all the deaths. Occurred oh, okay. due to incomplete coverage and delays in reporting. Huh. Oh. Well, you know. Well, yeah. So, thankfully, it can't spread. So that's got to be the jab, <laughs> especially in twenty twenty. It's got to be all ventilators. Right. Those Iranian numbers, man. Look at that. 
Holy shit. Yeah, it's an Iranian bioweapon. You know, do Israel now, but add, throw in one yeah, more. Yeah, we, we might as well, right? Might as well. <laughs> uh, well, remember, it's probably going to do away with all the other ones. Oh, there we go. Okay. So, where's Israel? Grab it. Uh, just go click on the, just go to the name. And it'll highlight. All right, interesting. Interesting. What's really interesting is you don't see a massive, or you, well, you don't see much of a change between the pandemic and the, and the shot. That's mm. interesting. Mm. Huh. I mean, maybe, that's... maybe they had a lot more placebo in there. A lot more saline going into those arms. I don't know. Well, process one. Ah, that's true. Could have been process one. Remember, they made it. They they jumped the queue, right? And that's right. They made. Uh, so actually, United States and Israel actually don't look that much different. Hmm. It's just it's just suddenly we're getting dwarfed by Russia and Iran. Hmm. Yeah, it's not that much. That, that is interesting. Hmm. Well, but they also see they who who is the first country to have the rollout of the vaccines along with US, Israel. Hmm. Hmm. But the the fact that the amplitude of the the, the peaks are it kind of follows a similar course is interesting. Right. Except everything is worse in the US most of the time. Interesting. Not not by much though. Not by much. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean Israel's much smaller, so you you'd expect more variation and flux. And I I, I would say, in general, they tend to be a healthier population, and well. the medical <laughs> care is is essentially universal medical care. So uh, yeah. I, I don't think there's the disparities that exist in the US. But um interesting. Someone's uh <clears throat> hmm. Wow. Well <sighs> Yeah, that was uh I'm You know, just... it's interesting because that, that actually doesn't look like Denny Rancor's data. Just strange. Yeah, this is um it's the he's showing raw all cause yeah, you would expect the pattern to be similar, but Yeah, you would, and it's not. This is mm. just excess excess mortality. Oh, must be a must be a Russian bioweapon. Right. <laughs> Well, you know, those uh, pesky Slavs. It's a shitty one. Right. <laughs> I mean, I would tell you to put it in China, but we know that their numbers are bullshit. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust um, their numbers, but um man, those are some sixty to eighty percent increase. That is insane. Yeah. It's hard to imagine almost a doubling. 
uh, of your, well, no, there's percentage of the number of weekly or monthly deaths and the projected number of deaths for the same period. So that's not actually, yeah, so that would be almost doubling mm. in the delta wave. Yeah. Well, the delta wave and then the, you can see the delta wave and then you can see the uh, Omicron wave, which is weird because the Omicron wave shouldn't, uh, shouldn't have been as bad. But I guess if... Uh, Wait, Omicron was 21? Yeah. Uh, Delta emerged, er, gained full steam in the summer of 2021, but really peaked in September, which was right when Caitlin died. And Omicron was November. And so the second, when you see that second spike, the, the bigger spike or the biggest spike after the Delta wave, that would have been Omicron. Hmm which is bizarre. Hmm. Or a mixture and of that, Omicron that was and the, That was actually the same for Iran as well, right? Omicron. Uh, I, I don't remember now. Yeah. If that's what I'm saying, Omicron. When did Omicron emerge? Uh, December 1st, 2021. Yeah, so that is Omicron. Hmm. Yeah, so. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, it just helps to just go back and look at stuff again, right? Yeah, you... That's right. Hindsight should be closer to 2020 at least. Now. Yeah. So it's not an Iranian bioweapon. No, I think, that, I think that that should be the lesson here. <laughs> it's not an Iranian violence. How on earth did they get such a massive peak there? I mean, I don't remember hearing about that in the news. Remember, I remember hearing about it early on, right? This, uh... yeah, that initial spike, yeah. Mm, but, but these, no, you're right. Of course, you didn't, because that doesn't fit the narrative. So. Mm. You're not going to. It's just like the it's just like the the crazy deaths in Russia, but that is insane, because that's if I'm reading this correctly, that's deaths from all causes. So what that means is that's all deaths. Is so does that mean that's a doubling of all deaths in Iran during that time, relative to the baseline? Yeah, we don't know what these deaths are. Exactly, we don't know if they're yeah. COVID or just. So that's not just excess. That is all death. So that. So, wow, that is insane. Hmm. Well, they really don't know how to make bioweapons if they made right, it. Right, yeah, they suck at it. They should give that game up <laughs> really straight away. Suck. You're not supposed to test on your people. You're supposed to use Russian Sanofi. Well, that's fluid. that's what they were doing it for. Just crowd control. <laughs> Just crowd control. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, so stupid. <clears throat> But, you know, so you get through those bigger waves and then you get to so Japan is, oh, oh we don't have Japan you know what, in that, there. That's scarier then, because really what this means is that, so, so a lot of that decline would have been the elderly 
people that were dying. And so. Yeah, so you, you would expect some uh, pull forward effect, right? Correct, yes. And it's not. It's just, it's maintaining along. And in Japan's case, it's uh, <clears throat> it's continuing to increase. I don't, well, I don't know this how up to date this Japanese data is. Well, it's it's maintaining it, but the, when you pair this with the ethical skeptics data, it's it's even more disturbing because what you understand is that the excess deaths and the excess non deaths or the deaths that haven't had happened yet, but like the the people who are on decline who are being diagnosed with with turbo cancers and stuff right now, that's popping up in the younger population that shouldn't be dying ever or the like. And anything close to these rates, right, they should they should be dying having fun, like racing cars and <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, when you're seeing an uptick in in Parkinson's in under fifty, you know mm. that's a problem. Mm. <sighs> yeah, it just goes to show, man. Um, you can. Well, well this is the value. This is the value of this re of this review. I'm sorry, mm. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 just no I was, to I was gonna say the same. Um, yeah. you forget, right? Or, or you get, or you're, I'm hyper focusing on one thing and forgetting the, you know, these data points tell a tell us a story, right? And that's right. Um, you know, what 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 do you? We have to explain what was happening in Iran and Russia for such numbers. And, you know, that's not a non-spreading um, infectious clone. Um, oh, you know what? I was just going to say, maybe Russia's data includes the war. Uh... But I don't know. I don't. Well, Iran's doesn't. Um... Right, Iran's doesn't. Now I don't know how close genetically Iranians or the Persians are to Russians, but perhaps that could have been like that's something I need to investigate actually. Mm. Um, <clears throat> like well, how close are they? They're polymorphisms. The issue we have is just that the the genome databases. Whatever it's called, genome. I think um, it's limited, right? I think there's a total of six hundred thousand entries in there, and it's going to be skewed by particular populations that have contributed yeah. to it more. Right. So there's a, there's a limit to what you can extract from that, I guess. Well, I guess. It, but but uh, well, here's what I would argue or throw into that then is that. Um, what what other countries also had Russia like numbers or numbers that were approaching in the direction or on the path towards Russia, Eastern Europe, mm. the Caucasus. So it wouldn't. So I mean, genetically speaking, the people in the Caucasus, uh, well, depending on which country you are, because they're they're actually pretty, they're ethnically stratified now. Uh, like so, lots of cleansing that's taken place, but. In general, I would expect that there's closer genetic similarity between those populations and, and Russians and 
in Eastern mm. Europeans than Western Europeans, for instance. Mm. So I don't know. I mean, that's a total just non-scientific um, statement. But at the same time, I I look at things from a macro perspective. Like I do deep dives, but then I I go back, I take a step back. Okay, I, I spent time looking at the ACE2 receptor. I spent time looking at um, SEB or the HIV inserts. Okay, but then now step back. What does that mean in the context of everything else? And so I, I try to do that the same way with this. And so, and my intuitions have been pretty, have been pretty good thus far, mm -hmm. just trying to, to gather all that stuff and then look at the macro view. And I, and once again, I think that's why, that's why I really liked your first uh, year in review paper. And I think this is a, I really think this is valuable because I'm learning things right now just going back and looking at this. Mm. And Iran stopped reporting October 9th, 2022. So mm. we don't see their winter season. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's all about bioweapons. <laughs> Gotta wake up. And that's, uh, that's not a, uh, replication incompetent um infectious clone just uh poofed into the uh subway systems of moscow yep. or tehran Poof. I, I i'm sure that i'm sure that all the deaths in russia happened in moscow st petersburg you know and in, in the big metro areas i'm sure there was none in the in the rural areas right. except in the united states the rural areas were hit the hardest sometimes mm. not always of course but they, well, were, that, they were hit pretty hard given their low population density. So I was reading an article from uh, John Bedwin yesterday. I should reach out to him because it's an interesting article. And he, he was just relaying the, well, it's anecdotal, obviously, but the experience of one guy who was, um, again, ex-military, but because of... Um, well, he had his problems with addiction and alcoholism, et cetera, and, um, but um, was heavily involved with Alcoholics Anonymous and other sort of outreach programs, et cetera. And he, he had the idea to go and probe, I forgot what the name of the website is. It's like obituary.com, and it aggregates obituaries all across the United States. And they just did like search parameters, sudden, unexpected, and then did you know, sort of five, six years prior. And then during 2021, 2022, and, you know, there's like 100% increase again in these, uh, in these reporting numbers. And Jeez. so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to see that. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Well, it sounds see... horrible and morbid, but. Yeah. Let me just see if I can just That's find the. Uh, the email. I mean, it's his substance. Thankfully, your audience knows by now that, that we're kind of laid back in this and we're we're probably not going to make it all the way to page one today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah. <clears throat> see here. 
It's here somewhere. Hello, Lindsay, in the chat. Uh... <laughs> of course, I can't find it. In... What's his substack called? Dr. Xian. Oh, you're, oh, you're talking about um, John Baudouin. Yeah. Um, yeah, Coquin de Chien. Yeah, good luck spelling it. You lived in France, Kevin. I swear. Yeah, you're um... such a terrible, <laughs> you're such a terrible traveler. You never learn anything from any place you go. Well, I, never the language, anyway. I, I about learned French. Language. So... Yeah. That's about as far as I got. Look, man, languages aren't my thing. Protein misfolding, that's uh that's my thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's not my thing either, so I feel bad. <sighs> God damn it. Because there's actually some really good figures in there. Mm. Hold on, let me see if I can John, oh, I, actually, I don't know why I'm Googling this. I'll never find it there. Never know. John Boudoin, Substack. Coquin, Coquin de Chien. You have it? Yeah, I found it. Because I remember a little bit of French, Kevin. <laughs> How dare you, sir? How dare you? Okay, uh, so there's public health crimes 2022. The other method, no. It'd be his latest one. Oh, it's his latest one, okay. <clears throat> be like Sweden, this is not a seasonal virus. Massachusetts. Okay, I'll just send you the link. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I forgot. We're on stream here. We're too laid back here. Let's post this uh, i just sent i sent the link through the chat and uh zoom i think yeah zoom. this stuff is good or bad although i don't know if that's the one uh, I think it might be. Health crimes. Or, or actually, it might be the recommendations of the grand jury, because I was on public health crimes. I, I, so, no, it's the top one. I, I accidentally didn't click on the top one, which is embarrassing because I have a substack. <clears throat> I think it's the top one. This one? Yeah, I clicked on I clicked on the one below that. So uh, it's not that. No, no. That's what I just did. Um, God damn it! What was it? Um, <laughs> I swear I wasn't making it up. I swear to God. 
Well, I believe you. I don't feel bad. We'll, uh, I'm going to look and see. Well, I know he's working on his book. Let's see if it's on his Twitter timeline. Came through my email. So, one well, one thing that I've noticed here is that he, uh, from the ethical skeptic numbers, it's uh, blood vessel, blood and vessel, blood vessel deaths ebbed with vaccine uptake ebbing. Cancers are still rising. <clears throat> Ah, right. I know why I didn't find it. It came from, I don't know, it's it's the Substack, second smartest guy in the world. Oh, so it's an old, but it was yesterday it was sent. But there it is. Um, but yeah, this was... Uh, Legacy.com obituaries, um, but this was published in August, um, so it's not one he's done recently, my mistake. And so I guess we're waiting to see if it's normalized through 2023, because it was only halfway through. Mm -hmm. um, but there was a sort of thing by state here, right? And then... Oh, Jesus. Wow. Hmm. That's incredible. Yep, more rural states. Yeah. Yeah. Told you. Mm, that's horrible. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm definitely going to look at that later. Earlier in the pandemic, Iran didn't report proper case numbers and reported Tehran rather than the whole country benefit the mullahs in having high case numbers as opposed to revolutionary protest. You have to go to NCR Iran to get the proper death numbers. They don't even count total cases properly. That group counted body bags by hospital with accuracy. Oh, that's interesting. Council of Resistance in Iran. Okay. Um, where do you find the COVID deaths? Uh, I guess you don't anymore. No. Um, is there a search? I guess they're, uh, is this something based outside of Iran? Yeah, it seems more like a, I don't know what, like an Iranian Falun Gong. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I don't think there's anybody, there's not, 
another Falun Gong like Falun Gong. That's a that's a unique organization, right? There. Right. <laughs> um, oh look, gender equality in Iran. No, that's not. <laughs> gender equality, yeah, as we believe. That's, in that's not coming from uh, Khomeini or Khomeini, whoever's in charge now. Right. Right. Um, this has uh, this has the feel of uh, George Soros open uh, <laughs> open society game. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, let's see if if you have a link to um, uh, we could go to Mortality Watch, right? No SRM. All right, we'll stop dwelling on that one and get back here. Uh, we'll skip past the nuclear. We did that one. Um, history of SV40 and its relation to current gene transfection technologies. So at this time, I'm guessing the plasmid gate is beginning to uh, work its way through the. Correct. Because <laughs> right around the time, right around the time that um, I was just about to go to Japan, that's when it it really boosted. So I bet we're not far from from the cabin streams mm. for the spiders. Right, right. <laughs> I forgot yeah. about that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but the plasmid. Yeah. So that, and really what the plasmid was, was, and the plasmid and the LMP, of course, I'm going to see it this way, but I see it as further, it's further um, things that support my watchmaker hypothesis. Because both of those technologies, both of those um methodologies or however you want to call them both of those elements within the transfection um they understood before 2020 the inherent dangers and risks associated with it and in addition to everything else that was also censored so but understanding that they knew that they knew in 2020 that there was going to be a lot of this even if they didn't make the virus is to me what makes like at a bare minimum, that's a crime against humanity. Assuming mm-hmm. that our, the West didn't make the virus, the response by, by itself is a crime against humanity because they censored with the intent to suppress the truth, to obstruct justice. And, um, and, and then to prevent like, when the doctors say that, um, oh God, what's it called? What's the term that they use? Um, uh, informed consent. Mm. I mean, informed consent is great, but you're not going to get informed consent with a bioweapon. Okay, mm. so we, we need to we need to we need to rise above the informed consent phrase because this is deeper than informed consent. When a bioweapon is released, <laughs> informed consent is. Is lesser on the scale of what's happening right now. Well, you know that's what Doc Kett showed when he tried to challenge it in the 
fought in Virginia <clears throat> was that because these were basically because these were military countermeasures, the right to informed consent wasn't uh, wasn't a legal standing that you could use. Right. Um, so you have to go bigger than that. <clears throat> so just from that website, the Rand Corona virus death toll is more than 513,600. Wow. And there's no graphs. That's a higher rate than us. Yes. Yeah. So um, the data here, I would say, doesn't seem just at first pass that uh, that out of range because, you know, that's, what's that? It's like 70 million people. Around. That's correct. I, so I got, if if they if we had one point one million dead, well, actually by that we'll just say it was one million at that time. So if we had one million dead at that time, or or just say or now, and Iran has half of that, but they have you know one fifth of our population, um, then it's kind of hard to say that it's an Iranian bioweapon. Mm. Those well, fractions don't add up. And I want to say they like they didn't have a sort of closing down either in Iran. I remember. Ah, You had enough. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, sorry, it's getting interrupted by Judy Bakshi there. So, <laughs> um, the. Right, because that, what I remember is that people people weren't going to like shrines and stuff. And I remember them. It was actually the mullahs complaining that people weren't fulfilling their religious duty. And I remember some. I remember the clip of some Iranian dude saying, "Look, it's safe. You can come here." And he was like licking the. <laughs> I don't know what it was like a sort of ornate silver-looking grill in front of. Uh, Anyone can find it. It was a, it was a weird clip, man. They got some, they got some strange folks in Iran. Um, but yeah, as a proportion of their population, they certainly, I don't know who, who's come off worse. I mean, what was the other one? Peru, right? They, they got it really bad. Hmm. Yeah, Peru dwarfs everyone else. <laughs> um, and that was... Uh, that, that is a lot of infectious clones being seeded. Mm, mm. A lot. Uh, That's insane. I don't know. I mean... Now, now in, in geographical terms, Peru is one of those countries that has a primate city that is, you know... 50% of its overall population. So Lima being, you know, 15 million or whatever it is, I don't remember. Um, I, <laughs> the higher population density would suggest that, um, that they'd be more likely to be harder hit. Um, but once again, like, why would anybody seed infectious clones and go through the effort to continually seed infectious clones in Peru. Right. 
Like you're you're, you're not you're not you're not making news stories about the death yeah of those Peru. those major uh, geopolitical uh, titans, the Peruvians. <laughs> yeah, we're but we're not we're not waiting for Peruvian Hollywood or you know or the Peruvian Tucker Carlson to to hear what they have to say. Joe Rogan's not talking about Peru Peruvian anything. So the notion that that the best answer to this would just be that there's a massive global conspiracy where they're constantly seeding this shit into the environment or, or it's just highly contagious. Like, well, and, and Denny Rancor again did his, oh, smoothing, his smoothing. Yeah. Right. And basically sort of ran into this and, you know, it, he just, just ignored it. He said it, he put it in the appendices or whatever. And he just ignored it. Hmm. Huh. Like, Oh yeah, that looks to me like a, uh, like we can just, it's like, uh, uh, it's the the rancor pull forward effect. Right. <laughs> um, I don't want to diss him. I don't want to say we're misrepresenting what he did, but rancor. Well, he was misrepresenting what he did. It wasn't us. We were just reading his paper. So. Right. Got pin tweet. You want proof? Yeah, here it is. Um, uh, don't give your money to Danny Rancor. Give it to Charles and myself. We do. Uh, <laughs> we do better work. Um. was a Olivia <laughs> but just um oh my god uh. oh dear oh dear um I, I wonder I wonder if the high altitude is part of the stuff because if I remember correctly Chile mm. um Peru Bolivia all three well Peru countries. definitely all three of those countries have high altitudes and probably Ecuador too. Those, all the Andes mountains countries. Um, I wonder, I, I would, you know, just throw out there as a hypothesis that, you know, that may have played a part, especially since, well, uh, no, I'll just leave it at that. I think that played a part, mm, but, it but, well, but only if the virus spread and was real. So look at those smoothings. Wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, and so basically, so for the people, what we're really highlighting here is that when you see you when you see the peaks that are taking place in 2020 and in early 2021, that's before there was no vaccines being rolled out in early 2021 in mm. South America. South mm. America was not front of the line. So so those deaths cannot be from the vaccine. And so what so rancor's smoothing of this of the taking that red line which is which is smoothing by, by moving average it's smoothing out and and trying to and it pushes the peak and once again there is vax doses and you see peaks like correlating with that hmm. but that still doesn't negate the peaks that happened before the vaccine rollout and that's what he's trying that's what he's trying to show here 
and argue that 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 there wasn't a virus that was spreading. Right. That's what he's been arguing. And it's patently ridiculous just based on his own data that he's presenting in this paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just I just want to see what <laughs> just that one dude. <laughs> Holy shit. What did I say? Ecuador. And see <laughs> yeah, now and once again, this is interesting because this is the this is opposite seasons in the southern hemisphere. So this is this is mountainous regions, but in the but in opposite seasons. So you have to keep that in mind. I mean, Malaysia, you could yeah, may, maybe um, argue. Well, but... the fact that Malaysia doesn't look anything like the South American ones should tell you something, because Malaysia is also um, south of the equator, mm. or pretty close. I mean, it's equatorial to southern equatorial, and, and it has a different profile. It's not me and Charles arguing against the impact of these interventions and countermeasures causing problems. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) We're not saying that that the vaccines didn't kill, because clearly they killed. What we're saying is that something happened before the vaccines, and and his own, Rancor's own data shows this. Mm. I'm trying to go down to Peru, Paraguay, again. Eh, you could argue that it lines up. There's Peru. <laughs> um, and, <sighs> you know, that's insane. I, I, I'm not sure you're grasping the you're getting the causality. South Africa is another bad one. Uh, yeah, but he's a mathematician, so we're clearly <laughs> misreading this. I guess. Um, anyway, I think I think that's his. Yeah, I th- I think we're um, not misrepresenting his work. The like like I said, he is misrepresenting his data mm. in his own paper. So all we're doing is reading his paper and looking at the results and pointing out that they don't that that his arguments, his conclusions do not match all of the data that he's putting in there. It does more so for the northern hemisphere but even then we still see the same pattern that wait snow in summer says ventilators not virus uh you ain't getting ventilators in peru and fucking ecuador man (laughs) yeah you think in equitos and in april of 2020 they they had ventilators for every patient that went in there negatron my friends negatron Um, but what do i know i'm just a marine so he says, create fear of deadly virus. People go to hospital, ventilate dead. Yeah, they're just, they're end ventilators in the fucking poverty-stricken yeah, we, southern we hemisphere. Just said this. <laughs> you think in Manaus, you think in Manaus in, in the Brazilian rainforest, in the Amazon, a thousand miles from anything, that they they were running out of ventilators? Of course they were. They, they, they were didn't just, have... They were God, it's, oh. looting uh, oxygen bottles from garages and... Uh, that was happening in India too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> so, but you know, we're, it, we're not mathematicians, whatever. It, it, you've got to have some nuance to your thought. Now, can and look, even Pierre Corey has come out and said he doesn't think ventilators were a, such a contributing factor in the in the U.S. But for sure, I think they overventilated. Well, of course. That, that 
that is pretty clear. But it's not the it's not the same for every country. And why why are they trying to use the ventilator argument? Is to say that there wasn't um, uh, agent spreading. And, exactly. Uh, I'm. You've got to account for places like Peru, and um, and look, the what what do people have in in those southern American countries? Well, they're all taking hydroxychloroquine. They're all taking. A lot of people would have access to antibiotics pretty easily, um, because it's they have to have. That's the extent of their healthcare, right? That the. the yeah. There isn't the hospital surge capacity, and you know, it's uh, all private clinics, etc. So, well, to me, to me, this is a prime example of cherry picking data, and in this case, it was they they tried to cherry pick data, and they still couldn't come up with with data to support their argument. So, um, it's just it's embarrassing. So he now says people in Peru probably die from common cold, but, but yeah, why then is it's still excess? Yeah, it's still excess. You have to explain why it's way above the the normal, right? So twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, they're handling the the common cold just fine then, and what was actually twenty eighteen, yeah. I want to say, was a tough. Flu season, if I remember correctly. Yep. In fact, and so, and there's another thing where one of the other arguments that they'll make is that there's, is that, okay, well, but it could be any number of other circulating pathogens. I know John Cullen. Um, oh, H1N1 but, did. <laughs> yeah, yes. Or he, yeah, he, he thinks it's resurrected 1918 flu. He hasn't, I, I want to I do an entire show with him but he i mean he probably won't do it uh he, he would never but, do anything but i want to do an entire show debunking him because his arguments are stupid um mm. but but i went back in 2020 i went to the cdc's own data and guess what they actually do test for all sorts of pathogens all throughout the year and so i've got graphs i don't know where they are right now i've got some one of my thousand powerpoint presentations that i've got um but I have graphs showing that they went, they were showing, they broke down the individual age coves. So OC43, NL229, et cetera, et cetera. And they, 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 they tested and they showed the month per month numbers over a decade and showed that and RSV and uh, several other, um, you know, seasonal pathogens. And they showed how at different times of the year, different pathogens are, make up the, different proportions of the overall um, common cold and in uh, ILI spectrum. So they were testing for all of these things and they continue to do so in 2020. And I, I, I and know, I, I know in the case of Europe, because I'm friends with someone who works at the supranational level, like collating their data and um, they were testing for influenza same in australia they were i testing. was tested in march 20 on march 12th 2020 i was tested for influenza strep uh, a couple other types of pneumonia uh some other stuff and they all came back negative 
lockdown. So, I mean, fear was fatal. Now is the uh, the look, man. If people don't just look, does it help that you're pumping up cortisol levels? I doubt most people in Peru even had any inkling of COVID was happening. There is a link here: scandal over vaccine trial at Peruvian universities. Uh, nature. Well, let's just see what that says. Okay. Well, just as you're going to that, I want to point out. Um, who that Brett Weinstein and Heather Hying were in the Amazon in early 2020, and they didn't hear anything about this virus until they got back from it. Right, right. Which should tell you everything you need to know hmm. about how how in in tune with everything South America was. So scandal in Peru. Researchers gave shots to politicians and family members. That just about sums up South America right there. <laughs> <laughs> the Untermensch mm. ain't getting funneled into hospitals. Um, they're just, uh, there's no uh, fleet of ambulances running around picking people up off dusty country lanes. They <laughs> can't get past the packs of dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's not, there's not a, you know, a five-star hospital in Maku Piku. So, <laughs> and like I said, that those reflexes to that um, explanation shows that you're not thinking through all data. You're trying to grab on to one particular narrative and hope that it holds in the face of. You're maintaining fictive reality over actual reality, and there's there's too many there's too many holes in that data. You're better you're better doing the approach that myself and Charles is taking, which is okay. You can look at each one of those factors and say, okay, that it might be contributing. Mm -hmm. We can't ignore it, but we have to we have to be um, somewhat measured. In looking at you know, trends like we just looked in, well, we even just looked in Denny Rancor's data. Um, those spikes are there; they exist before any rollout, and it's not there prior to the emergence of SARS. And the well, you're not you're not gonna if people bite down for ideological reasons they will do anything and everything to do not look at the full picture and peru has poor superstitious population yeah so they didn't receive medical care and probably got savaged by viral and then bacterial pneumonias and god knows what else um but something, something you don't you don't just have massive peaks in death like that because you think the mountain god is angry with you, okay? Um, uh, Melody Harwood says opposite sides of the globe, infrequent contact between Iran and Peru, sacrificial guinea pigs. Um, well. You know, what's the ethnic makeup with Peru? And I want to say there's going to be a lot of South 
European genetics mixed in. Uh, right. It's 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 Native American, like original Native American, mixed with um, Portuguese and Spanish. And it's native. It's Southern European, which has some of the highest affinity for um, the OG SARS. That's a good point. <laughs> I like this one. Uh, Shannon Patrick says, Brett Weinstein and Heather Hein were in Peru, then COVID spikes. Very sus. Probably they were delivering vents and spreading the fluid. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Were they that's in good. Peru? I'm not sure they were in Peru, but... No, I think, some... were, I think they were in Brazil, but they, they could have been in the Peruvian Amazon. I, I, I don't know exactly. I just know they were in the Amazon. Some jungle trip anyway. Well, um, I believe Equitos is in Peruvian Amazon, so um, but I just threw that out randomly. <sighs> H1N1 was 2009. Yes. That's correct. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, but yes, see that, that we're telling you there's, there's, it's useful going back, looking at this data. Uh, lots of um, stuff about Ukraine, um, war oh, escalation, oh. convergent bio warfare. Oh, this is, uh, this is in. Um... That's in the cabin. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Good times, oh, bro. Those are the days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah come back. <laughs> Japan's still I'm in. <laughs> I plan on being there no later in the summer. So. Cool. Um, all right. Uh, well, but the, so that, I don't know if it was that one, but. We did a stream and then Joanna and Mary jumped in as well. I think it was the next one. The next one. So I think I think you ended up doing like three or four streams from the cabin. And uh Folded uh, Protein, Kui Giga Spiral. Um, yeah. It may have been well, it, yeah. It was oh, so it's this one with uh Christy was it this yeah, one? Yeah, and then uh Mary hopped on, yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Mm -hmm. they Didn't were we have Joanna as well? Uh, was I it don't, Mary and Christy? I don't think we had Joanna for that one. She did appear in a few of them. Mm. Um, all right. But uh, yes, all, <clears throat> all good streams if you want just a counterpoint oh, to someone showing just the first few months where there is excess death. Just showing one country and then trying to convince you that they're spraying recombinant plasmids everywhere and um, see, trying to seed that way. Uh, I don't think the data um, fits that particular explanation. Um, uh, nor common sense, nor strategic. Um, like from a military perspective, it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. No, no. Um, this week in tautology, a response to Racanello. Now, I remember us sitting down. I remember you coming up with the title when we were doing this. And this well, was because of yeah. Weiss, right? Well, it was really the entire panel. This was amazing because they, it was it was pure propaganda and it was very targeted at specific things and it was it was pure propaganda 
they were all like reading practically from a script. They were they were all despondent. Um, their arguments were complete bullshit and, and easy to completely annihilate. But this uh, this was, was um, were the uh, Slack messages coming out? Is this was this in response to that? Um, no, actually, I think the Slack messages was a little bit after this. I think this was. I I could be wrong, but I think at this point we were just focused on because we we watched we watched that uh, that twit, and we we just couldn't believe how. Uh, the lies like i watched like the first 10 minutes and i told you we have to stream about this yeah yeah i remember watch the rest of it because we just it was so i'm, I'm inclined to it. just click on it and see if i um just yeah. trying to remember i remember just being um <laughs> hilariously bad and they just had that guilty look right um, oh yeah it for a long time was panned and um what I want them to understand first and foremost is that I'm not a scientist. I am a, I would consider myself a researcher. I do have a biowarfare specialist, Charles. I don't, well, that's... Yeah, I was going to, I was going to get there. <laughs> I have a master's degree in history, but more importantly, as a profession, my job was uh, in seaburn defense. I know Gigi Gronval will know what that is. Uh, in the United States Marine Corps for oh. 15 years. And in that capacity, I commanding a commanding or combat. I can't hear it at all. I know far more than is even public regarding. Oh shit! I can't hear you. Uh oh, hold on. Hang up. That's my end. Um. Oh, okay. Uh. Hang on. <clears throat> Do I have to stop share to share sound again? Maybe. Yeah. Share sound. Let's let's just get to the where they're talking. Oh, and they've got they've got that FBI. I, I know what it was. It was in response to the Department of Energy um, coming out, right? And that data basically saying they think that it's a lab lab origin. Well, they they covered a lot of things. They covered DOE. They covered basically they were they were going point by point to for a whole bunch of bad news that was coming out and trying to attack it. And, oh, I remember this was also like a day or two before, um, God, what was about to be released? Uh, was it like... It was the House Senate report. Or there was some... Or the ODNI report. Was it the ODNI report? Yeah. I, I don't remember. I don't remember. But something came out. Something was about to come out. And so this was damage control beforehand. Before it had even come out, they were already doing like running interference, trying to, you know, dampen what they expected to come out from it. Mm. I don't remember. It wasn't the ODNI report because I think that was in August, just like the first one. So I can't remember what it was. But whatever it was, it was, you know, they were, this was obviously everything that they covered in this was was like a bullet point of contention that that they were scared about that they needed to debunk yes um uh who's that guy on the end it's the one from 
Uh, that's so that's you know he's also from Penn. I, I believe he's the head of the department that Susan Weiss is a part that's of. That's right. Yeah. And then you have uh, Rackenell in the middle. Um, Some rando FBI dude. <laughs> the former random FBI dude who was at Penn as well, and then uh, Gigi Gronval. Yep. Who is the least literate bioweapons expert in history? Like, because I remember one of the like the first thing that just really blew my mind was that she she completely like like eviscerated the she 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 knew nothing about the Sverdlovsk nineteen seventy nine anthrax incident, and she completely spun it and like distorted it and just didn't know anything about the, even the conclusions and it was embarrassing because she wrote it she's written books about biodefense right. and she completely fucked that up and she's the phd scientist at johns hopkins so you know i don't hmm. know if it's stupid or just narrative but or both but i'm just uh well, that doesn't matter so it's not point but let, let's just see what that it was either purposefully made in a laboratory or that it accidentally escaped a laboratory. And I wanted to ask you. Before... Look at her face, dude. <laughs> it's great. It's great. <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. Oh, man. Are we sure it's not the ODNI report? What's that? I'm pretty sure it's not the ODNI report. No, because the second ODNI report came out, if I remember correctly, it came out also in August, just like the first one did. Because they did a 90-day review again, and they came up, they actually, the second report was even, like, it was even less, more toothless than the first one. They actually walked back the few things that they even said in the first one while still never mentioning Diffuse, which, by the way, came off their servers. Mm. So. Right. <laughs> okay. I, I, I remember now. But... Oh, my God. Is this, is this, it must be one of your yeah, this, <laughs> this This is where I talk about, because this is where I pointed out my article from two years earlier, where she was one of the disingenuous dozen. Because... She had, she had, uh, um, the, the, all 12 of these people had, had published articles that said the opposite of what they were writing in private emails at the exact same time. And I put right. that into an article where I covered that and just, you know, just kind of pointed it out. And, uh, mm. she was one of them. So, yeah. Yeah. I, re I remember those emails at the time, man. The disingenuous dozen. <laughs> I remember the paper coming out as well, and I remember, I remember just throwing it down in disgust. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, oh man, so yeah. Good. So good. See, you forget all that. Oh, is that the email? Yeah, because 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 you were scrolling through my article, and in my article, I have snippets of the emails. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do you think so? This is from Susan to Shan Lu Liu at Ohio State. Um. <clears throat> And, and they're co-authors, and they're talking about this paper. And as they're talking about this paper, they're also, so they're literally writing the opposite in the paper that they are about to publish, which I believe published on 19 February. 
Um, so on 16 February, <laughs> they say the opposite. They say, do you think it could come from a bat virus? Well, really? Why are you asking him this when, you, when you're claiming that you already know the answer to this in the paper that comes out three days from now? Do you think it could come from a bat virus? Which one or an, or an unpublished one? But, but there are no unpublished ones because the Proximal Origin paper said that, that all, seek, all backbones would be published. Um, RATG13 is the closest. Oh, by the way, February 16th was the day that the Proximal Origin draft was posted on Virologic. Right. <laughs> it was the same fucking day. In fact, I think it was three hours after. Now, here's what they say. See, this is why you have me. This is, this is what I do. So is it close enough in sequence? Do you think it came through an intermediate host and sequence strips? Probably not. This is a very chilling idea. <laughs> What's this next one? Uh, hey, Sammy. Hey. Susan, I've looked at it I've looked at carefully the RTG thirteen and it is unlikely I can't read it. A match maybe attached file, but we cannot rule out the possibility of other bat viruses to something. The Wuhan lab has many bat samples not yet worked out or results published. There are some concerns that some of their samples may not have been handled properly, leaked out the lab, but just a possibility. Right now, it's hard to say an intermediate host or directly from bats, I guess. Yeah, now go a little bit further. Uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, Susan, I completely agree with you, but rumor says that furin, that furin site may be engineered. Importantly, the virus RNA sequence around the furin site before and after has 6.6% differences, but with no amino acid changes at all. Huh. That sounds like what Drastic used to talk about. <laughs> hmm. Man, yeah. oh man. And that... And I, I, I also wrote in there, uh, it, that article ended the year on Taylor and James' top 10 open access articles for 2020 at number five. 75,000 reads. Yeah. <clears throat> Most of them were probably from uh, the, these cretins trying yeah. to... <laughs> <laughs> trying to boost it. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Man, okay. I used to do really good writing. Man, hmm. I'm just a bum now. Well, <laughs> look at their faces. It's always I know, same. I know. It's just you can just <laughs> see the misery pouring out of them as they're. It's a real chore. And I remember it because I was saying they had every word of that rehearsed. Right, that's what I remember. It was like they were literally was, reading. Yeah. Right. They, they've got Vincent's. They couldn't look at the camera. It was so <laughs> <laughs> Just reading the bullet points on uh, Vincent's computer there. <laughs> Busted. Well, right. uh, Snows and Summer says, Jessica Hockett says, pandemics do not peak uniformly around the world. Well, guess what? They didn't peak uniformly around the world. How do I know that? Because for the first year of the pandemic, that's all I did was look at this data. So if you want me to go grab some of my graphics, I can show you that. Because mm -hmm. she's wrong, because it didn't peak around the world. Um, 
it didn't even come close to peaking around the world. You, you, what you saw was it traveling around the world. Mm. Yes. Know, or and whatever. the Southern Hemisphere came later. Right? Exactly. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Those bunch of cretins, dude. They're really... <laughs> They really are. <laughs> like it's so easy to dis to disprove what they're showing, and they're just well, which is which is why they won't um, debate us. Yeah, and or any of the and the closest we've come to that is speaking with. Uh, well, we'll, Matt. we'll get to that. Yeah, um, we all saw how that went. Yeah. Uh, saggy snatches. Um, I guess I must be talking about Christine Massey again. Ooh, and now I'm growing a beard. Yes, yes. Uh, that was a good time. ODNI slops for the public. Yes, this was just, there that must know. have been just before we knew the ODNI report was coming. And so, I guess, yeah, I guess it was then. Yeah. And um, RFK called out race based oh. bio warfare. Um, and irrespective of what his politics are uh. around any other subject, he has brought that into the public domain at least so that it's a conversation that can be had right now. And for that, I'm grateful. Um, yep. The other stuff, eh, it's look, look, man, <laughs> you have a, in the U S you have a choice between Zog, Zog and Zog on your ballot. I'm afraid it's just the way it is. So, all right. Uh, we did a part two to Rancinello. <clears throat> Um, don't remember that one particular, but um, speaking tautology, Vincent Rantanello and Eddie Holmes. Oh yeah, so Eddie Holmes came as well, and they did a separate um yep. meeting, if I remember. And then he's trying to sort of basically read off excuses as to why he well i mean the big issue with holmes is he won't release his emails right and and then he's he's just sort of making um please uh or argument from authority trust me trust me bro <laughs> i ain't done a thing wrong so yeah that was uh lavrov War of Worlds. Pfizer lymphoma. Pfizer lymphoma. <clears throat> I don't remember. But um RFK Jr. steps into HIV lab origin debate. Hmm. Well, I think I think he threw out that um, that it was just suspicious. Uh, he was he was he was tying it to vaccines, which is you know clearly one of mm. the main pathways that, or a couple of the main pathways that Nick talks about. So, Parkinson's disease and CJD, similar or different. So again, um, get, I, I'm just trying to reiterate that the protein misfolding disorders. 
Um, latest NIH FOIA emails. So at this point, the Anderson, Gary, Holmes, was it Holmes? Emails, uh, Slack messages. I don't, I don't remember. It, Anderson, Gary, or, or um, Rambo's never been successfully done. They've only caught him off other and Holmes the same way. So Anderson, Gary, and um, Mono and Lipkin, not so much either. So really just Anderson and Gary and mm. Fouch and others. And they're still chugging along. They're still. <laughs> yep. Now, I think I want to, I think I want to take, I want to stop here for a second and take over. Um, because. um <clears throat> Snows and Summer, after I, I mentioned what I said about Jessica Hockett, Snows and Summer says, looking at same data and seeing something different. Uh, no, when I talk about the global spread of the virus, I'm not talking about, I'm not seeing the same data. I'm crunching my own data and seeing something different. And so what I want to do is take over and just show, uh, you know, just. Uh, while you do that, dude, I'm just going to. Take a quick, uh, as you get your yeah. stuff ready. Oh, uh, you're going to miss some good stuff, but okay. uh, I'll be 30 seconds. Um, just do it slowly. Okay. All right. So anyway, let's go. No, move that out of the way. There we go. All right. So, <clears throat> so during 2020 and through really about February of 2021, when I joined drastic for that whole year, starting from. March 10th when I got sick or well, I got sick on the 9th and March 10th is the first time I went to Johns Hopkins and looked at the tracker. Um, I was doing a lot of data analysis on the data. Uh, so you can kind of see here. Uh, I, I forget I had like, like a hundred graphics maybe and all. Well, I have, I have a lot more than this, but these were just the ones that I did. And I did everything from, I even made a couple of visualizations talking about how the spread occurred over time. And this is pulling from all the data from all 3,000, however many counties are, 3,300 counties in the United States, and just showing how over time uh, it's spread. Yeah. So this is really impressive um, infectious clone, non-spreading dissemination. If this was, if this was simply being spread um, a point dropped in a couple of locations. Well, then why are we seeing this emerge like this? Uh, I don't, I, I didn't have the timeline on here, but then zoom down and it shows you that each one of those dots represents one of the counties. And forgive me, I, I don't recall exactly what the time frame was for that, but let's see here. Let's go. All right, this was, what was this? Wow. That's going to be kind of hard to explain. So this is a meta-analysis of seroprevalence data. And we can see it changing over time. And I was, I, I used this as part of my own calculations that I made to, and base this off of, historical flu data that came from the CDC um, 
to make my estimate for the winter of 2020 and what I thought was going to happen during the winter wave. And it turned out that I was, that I was right. When I made my prediction on October 7th of 2020, my, 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 my estimated total deaths or whatever you want to consider deaths from the coronavirus um, by May 1st was off by like 0.3% from what it actually was. Like it was 616,000 attributed deaths to COVID. And I, I said that it, on May 1st, it would be 615 something, 615,766, if I recall correctly. Uh, so I was off by a small number. And that was the prediction that I made. And I made that prediction and projection in a LinkedIn article that got a couple thousand views. So this is publicly out there. You can go back in the internet archive and you can see that I made this prediction. And that prediction was, was closer than all but four of the, on, of the 43, uh, the number is wrong in like one of these graphics, but there were 43 different uh, university and research teams from across the United States that were that formed the CDC ensemble forecast for um, for tracking COVID nineteen, what they thought it was going to do at any given time, and they were doing this on a weekly basis. And my prediction was better than all but three or four of, or maybe maybe even five of those, except for the fact that my prediction was made twenty nine weeks earlier than theirs. Because what I'm referring to is that. They're 14 day out predictions for all the members of that ensemble forecast. More than 80% of those 14 day predictions were further away from the actual total than mine was, even though mine had been made 29 weeks earlier. And I didn't use any fancy data analysis, no AI, nothing like that. I simply tried to judge based off of what I, the data that was coming in what the CFO, the um, um, seropositivity was and historic, what had happened historically with, with flu records. And that's what you see in those previous years that is part of that stack. And so if, however they died, whether it was ventilators or remdesivir or midazolam, uh, or uh, that was more UK, but they did it in the US as well, or Non, not using antibiotics or whatever it was, or attributing suicides and drug overdoses, whatever it was. I predicted something. I, I managed to get the curve. Um, so, and nobody's been able to explain what that was. I don't know what it was, but whatever it was, I was able to capture it and figure it out. Um, so, Regardless of the death, that's that's what I was doing back then, and I went through looking at who was dying according to demographic variables like you know black, white, Hispanic, Asian. Uh, that's an older one of those. This is a visual representation of the waves with the changes in so the, here it's up. It says changes in the daily new cases metric. So you have the heat map, um, and 
and this is literally a visual depiction of the waves going across the 50 states. And uh, as you can see, they don't occur all at the same time. So when I look at this, I don't see seeding events. This is not a seeding event because you'd have to do seeding events. This is across like 3,300 counties, 3,300. What's more likely that there was a massive global conspiracy to seed this virus everywhere or the virus could spread. But we're going to keep on going. Because... Well, hang, hang on a minute. That gets to, <laughs> there may well be a global conspiracy, but. Um... Well, yeah, but it's not it's not um, spreading infectious clones. It's not infectious clones that can't spread. That's what I'm, I mean to say. And like here, like, oh, crap. Sorry, there's a lot of pictures here. They're still loading. Here, you can see these images. This is where I was um, trying to calculate the CFR, case fatality rate. And so we'll just pick one. Uh, here we go. This is from November 6th, 2020. And what I was doing was I was tracking the number of deaths or confirmed deaths. And then I was adding in the excess deaths that, that hadn't been attributed to anything yet. Um, and so they were still floating around. And I was saying that 50% of those un, of those as yet unattributed excess deaths, um, we'll just flat estimate, okay, we'll say that is COVID. Because at the time, we didn't know. And it turned out that, that the, the combination of the variations changed, but the overall total turned out to be incredibly accurate. So like in one call, if we'll just take this column right here, it'll say, if the, if the, pre, if the zero, if the prevalence of the virus was at 11.1%, that would mean that there would be 36, 36,297,000 cases. And that would be predicted to produce uh, X number of deaths at um, hold on. Oh, I can't go over. There we go. At this, dang it. There we go. At this CFR. So you could just pick the CFR. And once again, the other factor that I added into this was that I said, okay, well, there's no way that we're catching all the cases. So what proportion of cases? That, that's another unknown factor. Well, if I also threw here, if if the actual number of cases is this, and I, I threw out the ranges, so you, you could just see, all right, well, well, this is comparison. And so we know that somewhere is the correct answer. Somewhere's the correct answer if this is the virus that can spread. And this, the, this, the hottest portion of this heat map, always, in all these images that I did, as I did it, I didn't know what the final number was going to be in May, but my own, you know, just jerry-rigged analysis turned out to pretty much uh, be on point once we got to the end of this, of these final waves. So, but the thing that I wanted to get to was the global, I wanted to show the global one. So this is the entire globe, the entire globe's data. So there's a hundred or 200, we'll just say it's 200 countries. Oh, geez. Come on. There we go. Um, 
And this is in order of when the first case appeared. Or no, I take that back. This is, I don't remember. I can't see it, unfortunately. Um, but once again, you can see the waves and it's all jumbled, right? And then you skip ahead. There we go. This is organized by the date of first infection. And when you look at the, the 200 countries by the date of first infection, now you're seeing the wave as it spreads across the earth. Now, if, if this was all non-spreading infectious clones, then why does all of this exist? And why do we see variations in all these different countries that make no sense? It, it's like the, their argument is so preposterous that it blows my mind. And here's another one too. So one key thing you need to understand about flu is that it's seasonal. And so there's an off season, which is the summer. And COVID, uh, so what I did was I took the previous, the, the CDC records only went back to 1976. So what I did was I extrapolated and said, let's just assume that there was a, well, I, I did an extrapolation basically, going all the way back to 1919. And if you took all, all of the deaths that occurred during every single summer for 101 years, going up until 2019, and then compared it with the number of COVID-19 deaths in 2020, you can clearly see that there was more COVID-19 deaths in a single summer than in all of that century of flu deaths during the off-season. So... And that's not to say there isn't iatrogenic in there or exactly, any. Exactly. That's not, even if half of that or two thirds of that was iatrogenic, something else was still there that was, that was bigger than the previous century of, of, of recorded flu deaths. So th this is the kind of stuff that they don't want to show you, but this is what I was doing in 2020. And, and so when I say that I'm looking at this, when you say that I'm looking at the same numbers and seeing different results, no, I'm looking at my own numbers that I, that I spent a year doing all my own due diligence because I was trying to figure out what the fuck to tell people because I felt a responsibility to provide advice and, and, and just, you know, calm people down and, and bring realism that wasn't being given by our politicians. So, so no, and I, I felt it important to, uh, to kind of throw that out there because once again, this is another, this is global cases and you, and you cannot tell me that there is not a virus spreading. You just can't, sorry. Yeah. I don't care if 70% of all of these cases or all, well, this is cases, but even if the majority of these were PCR related and it was actually more, the only difference that would make is that that would actually raise the case fatality rate because if there's fewer cases, but there's still deaths and not all of them are iatrogenic, then what you end up with is actually a more deadly virus. Mm. So you, so either way, either way, a virus was spreading. And of course we have sequencing that shows all that. And is influenza a thing anymore? Um, yes. Yes. They, it, is. Uh, yeah, it is. And, um, you know, there's, 
number of theories as to why COVID would, uh, sorry, influenza would drop off. Now, I, I know for a fact that they were doing multiplex testing in Europe, across Europe, during that first year, for sure. Um, now, or mislabeled COVID deaths. Um, now, in the case of the United States, where there was this um, financial incentive, I can't argue against there being a degree of mislabeling get the access to money that was federally promised but not everyone in the world had the type of mechanism in place i can tell you in japan they certainly didn't in fact hospitals would go to great lengths to not diagnose you as covid because it meant that the rest of their normal procedures would get shut down um, that's right and we still saw the same, um, the same patterns. And I mean, the, the effect was less in Japan. And again, at the beginning, <clears throat> I was, well, what could be different? Well, they're diligent mask wearers. Okay. Well, that's something that people could try um, before we really understood what was happening. But you know, the data is, I think the data is pretty clear now that, um, they they may under short term conditions probably you know mask may help but over the course of weeks to months etc a paper mask isn't the solution here and um, that will bring with it its own disease burden as well can't exclude that from the analysis but there is there is something. Something happened at the end of 2019 into 2020, and we can yeah. just track it through these um, population scale measurements across countries. Well, and, and that's what that's what this is. This is, I think, this is cases as a proportion of population, and in going in order of, um, that doesn't look right because Vietnam should be. Vietnam should have been earlier up there so yeah i i guess at the time so if i remember correctly this is um um organized in order of the first cases by date when they first appeared in the johns hopkins database and what what this is is this is a graphical depiction of of when the case numbers reached a certain proportion of the overall population of that country and i but and i i used a, a variety i used a broad range of colors so that way you could get a better visual because it, what it shows is is that there was not uniform spread across all countries at the same time in fact there was a very big differentiation in in the uh, pace of spread you can see, I don't, I can't tell what country this is, but you can see right here, you can see that this country went through exponential rapid growth. So did this one, which I believe this is the United States up here, if I remember correctly. Um, but so you can't look at this and tell me that when, when this, when these different colors represent the dates at which each country 
hit a certain percentage or proportion of their population milestone for case for caseloads. That's not or for for confirmed cases. That is not a non-spreading infectious clone. Of course, it's an infectious clone, but that is not a non-spreading infectious clone. You you wouldn't have that much variation. It, it would be obvious. Just it would be just as obvious as the Japanese paper that shows how, you know, like the Omicron shows the non-synonymous mutations or you know, mm -mm -mm. unnatural. That's what you would see if this was a, if this was a unnaturally spread thing outside of the initial spark. So I just, I've seen too much of the data to buy into that bullshit. I just have. Mm. So and Hockett and Cooey, I mean, people, because of chroma key on my screen, aren't seeing green. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I know they're not going to see it as perfectly as, as it is. Oh, wow. That is really bad. I just saw uh, it. Um, sorry about that, guys. Yeah, it's on my end. I'll try to I'll try to post them post some images so that way you guys can look at it. Um, but the <clears throat> I mean, at best, what they could argue is that there was a manipulation within the United States in order to facilitate, not facilitate, to instantiate and push these military countermeasure approaches. And I don't think we disagree with that. Um, right. The, but the idea that this thing wasn't spreading, the fact that people can are taking rancor seriously when there's just um, the data just doesn't say what he says it does. And the well, they're, they're, they're in a very, um, well, I would argue, constrained space now of trying to argue what it is. And so their last fallback is, but it had to all be occurring in hospitals. Um, well, people will go to hospital when they're feeling ill and on death's door. That's true. Um, was it all overzealous use of ventilation? Well, we have other places around the world where you're not going to get a ventilator, right? And yep. they they had a rough run of it. So, yeah. So anyway, that's that was just a a, a brief view of of what I did before drastic. Because it turns out, I actually, you know, I actually might know what I'm talking about with some of this stuff. <clears throat> All right. So, should we get back to? Yeah. Um... Sorry, I I just real I realized that I had never actually gone through that on your stream before. And I, mm. And I realized that it, it, it's important that JC's audience sees shit like that because they need to understand that I'm not just pulling the shit out of my ass. And he's just showing <laughs> one graph, right? The U.S. excess deaths for, and it's not even the entire period, right? It's exactly. just, um, it's incredibly deceptive, right? Yes, it is. And I say that understanding the data better than they that he thinks that i do so. uh, all right so <laughs> we've got to odni and 
lots of we'll skip um facts and autopsy data which study was that I know it was being pushed by Peter McCullough, and it's skipping me. wonder if I save the paper. Maybe not. But there's nuance, people. That's uh, what you need. That's right. No, I did save it. Um, thing is, there's something about it that I wasn't as I've got doubts in the back of my mind. About this paper, the problems with it. Systematic review of autopsy findings. That still hasn't been published yet. I don't want to go to the Lancet. I want the reprint. Oh, it was removed. Okay. This preprint has been removed. Lancet, because the study's conclusion are not supported by study methodology. Yeah, I remember thinking I had a problem with it. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, I don't wow. think we're going to find it, but um, never mind. Wait, it was just straight removed? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Well, I mean, they might have got it on there, got you know, got it past the initial pass with whatever, because it's a preprint server, a bit like BioArchive. So it wasn't sort of peer reviewed, and then obviously they would have received um, extensive pushback. So yeah, it's Paul Alexander. Um, Anyway, I remember uh, I, I remember there being issues, but it wasn't so memorable anyway. Um, oh, that was interesting. So ChatGPT answers the HIV lab origin question, and um, oh, I've forgotten his name now. Uh, Ryan, maybe. But there was this, <laughs> this dude who um, has got a... Twitter feed and what have you, and he just starts doing controversial topics around um, and asking ChatGPT what he thinks. And, um, yeah, it sort of came out with, uh, yeah, that HIV, that came from uh, vaccine programs and uh, monkeys. So um, that, was, uh, that was a fun one. Uh, we'll skip past the... It just debates. Um, immune driving of alpha-synuclein and PD. Yeah, with that. Um, live coverage, House Investigating Committee, proximal origin cover-up. 
So this is, so this was when they were sort of basically texting you whilst you were in Japan, right? For questions to be answering or asking, and they didn't, um, they didn't, they didn't use them, right? That's... That is correct. I was, I had a, I had a, a time for a Zoom call scheduled with the lead counsel of the committee, of Brad Winstrup's committee. Um, to specifically discuss the questions that were to be asked to Robert Gary and Christian Anderson. And five minutes before, well, well, no, five minutes before that was supposed to start, I, I messaged and he said, yeah, I'm just talking to my boss, which is Brad Winstrup, uh, which is the guy that's pictured right there. Oh no, that's the, that's the turd. Uh, that's the guy who's even worse on the Democrat side, the minority chair. Um, but uh but yeah so five minutes before he's like oh yeah i'm on the phone with my boss and i'll be right there and then i ghosted for 24 hours ghosted for 24 hours and of course uh, we had arranged it it was hard to arrange because i was 13 hours ahead because i was in japan and uh and by the way by the time that he answered uh it was too late because then the hearing was literally happening in like two hours so yeah, there you go. Yep. This actually it may have been more than twenty four hours that I was that that there was radio silence. It was pretty fucking awesome. So <clears throat> but what do I know? That was just the third committee that I'd been in contact with over the previous two years. <clears throat> wow, I can't hear you. Uh, we get to the Slack shit show, and yeah, uh, yeah it hasn't been a good a year of, for a lot of good stuff this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is this is entertaining. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope it's entertaining for everybody else. It's really entertaining for me. I, I mean, I find this incredibly useful to get this just yeah um, a, a refresher of everything that's gone on. Um, and it's so important um, historically, from a historic perspective, that it's important. And because, you know, people will change stuff, et cetera. Even people who are trying to do so called honest analysis, they'll uh, miss stuff or misrepresent it, misrepresent us. And um, I think the, the, Scale of evidence is tipping in our favor, Charles. Well, I mean, uh, if people were paying attention, they would have known that already. Yes. That was when he brought it up. And then, like, right after that, it was, it was a few days. Like, remember, they leaked that video because mm-hmm. they wanted to. Yeah, yeah. And, and instead of running away from it, he, he did own it. I mean, he did, he did include, you know, sucking up to Israel in his testimony, but he didn't back down from the bioweapon piece which, mm. and he did it in congressional testimony. So there's yeah. something to be said for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can't, uh, I'm not going to take that away from him. Um, so more around RFK. Um, Keeping tab on, on people ask me about Charles Libra. I spent 
a lot of time on Charles Libra at the beginning of the pandemic. And I do think he's somewhat of a peripheral, if even not at all. I mean, he's indicative of, well, how, how science crosses borders, I guess, and how scientists use those um, opportunities, I guess, to say, uh, for tax, tax evading purposes. And um, he was, he got basically a slap on the wrist, um, Charles, uh, Charles Lieber. Yeah. Let's say that that Charles Rixey, him and his uh, Chinese collaborations. <laughs> but... Give me some of that ten thousand talents money, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, any any stream I've done with Spartacus is worth watching. They're always uh, very always good. I love yeah. Spartacus. All right, so another page done. So um, yeah, I can uh, Kirillov. So this is Kirillov basically saying that he just straight out comes and says it, that COVID is a consequence of U.S. activities. And um, I want to say this was the, the stream where he he's talking. He does a couple of interviews. He points at caused Ukraine labs. The um, He makes the claim of... Uh, the deaths, right? The deaths are tracking higher at this point in the pandemic than they were with World War II in terms of overall deaths. That was one of his points as well. Um, that, yeah. yeah, but who cares? Right. <laughs> who cares? I don't know. I don't know how... And like I say, it must it must just be a hangover from me growing up in the Cold War. That you know, if if Russia's bringing accusations to the UN Security Council with um, <clears throat> hundreds, thousands of pages of documents, and they've done a pretty good job of laying out the networks of individuals and organisations that have been involved in this work. So there, I I would disagree with some of their takes that I've seen, but generally the people involved at the top i think they're pretty pretty spot on um well, ed dowd ed dowd also had a really good because you, you mentioned the the world war ii analogy and i've also given my own in the watchmaker argument but uh, ed dowd had a really good one in 2022 where he was saying that um uh, in the previous six months there had been sixty one thousand deaths between um Americans aged uh, like 18 through 49 or whatever it was. And 61,000 deaths, um, 58,000 deaths is how many Americans died in the entire 13 years of the Vietnam War. And so every six months during the starting in the second half of 2021, every six months, you were seeing a Vietnam War's worth of deaths in the military-aged cohort. Mm. And that was just a stunning, uh, that blew my mind. And, yeah. and that's the level of what we're talking about, and it's been completely censored, as if, oh, it doesn't happen. And Richard is another one who's 
actually, I first heard it from him, which was that the oh. deaths that we have from COVID exceed deaths from all casualties from all wars. I want to say it was all wars that the U.S. Yeah, it, is... it, all wars. Yeah, I've heard him say that. And and I just used like in the watchmaker argument, all I said was is that at a bare minimum, the number of Americans who have died because of Fauci's um, actions, even if he didn't make the virus, just in the censorship of the epitopes, was at least higher than the four hundred and five thousand that died in World War II. So I didn't. I wasn't willing to go for the full like, you know, one point two million or whatever the total number of all casualties in all wars is. But at a bare minimum, Fauci's actions over a seven day period in, in late January, early February of twenty twenty, uh, killed more Americans than any, than Franklin Roosevelt's decision in to to fight Germany and Japan in World War Two, and um, so all of us have had variations, but it's the same basic theme, which we're talking. We're talking a global event of of historic proportion. So. A global event that's traveling in waves. Imagine that, Charles. Uh, no, it can't be real. <laughs> it's not spreading. Right. Um, let's see. More news reporting. Um, nothing. Just, oh, Johnny Vedmore. Um, that was a good stream. I want to reach out to Johnny, do another yeah, stream that, with him. That was, I mean, and our talk afterwards was really good too. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, like he's, uh, I see him retweeting stuff, so he's still yeah. kicking. Oh, that was another good stream, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sensei Warlord and Charles uh, shooting the shit about um, what's happening on the front lines. Um, brutal stuff still is brutal. Um, blinking okay's nuclear war. Um, I don't remember that explicitly, but Dr. Engler, Panda Ostrich. <laughs> I can't even remember what that was about. Well, I mean, we can guess it's more. Mm. We're heading to sand. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, so that was an interview I did with Jesse Howe. Um, ah, oh, so that's cells. that's where we did the trouble with healer cells. Now, why we did that because George Webb was convinced that healer cells were being used for what was it? The, the healer cells were contaminating the batches of the mRNA. Yeah. Yeah. Even though that was impossible. Yeah, yeah. It didn't it didn't fly. There wasn't the <clears throat> evidence there. And um Mark on the stream there. So um all right. Uh bioweapons, what about SARS CoV two? That was the French what or maybe that was the first one and then we did a French one. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I think it might have been the French one. Ah, and then we get to Farkas et al., which are really, really important papers that people should should have to hand. Right. There's 
it lays out it lays out why SARS has all fills all these criteria right for yep uh, for a biowarfare agent most people are fixated on ah well it, it didn't kill that ah, they're not um well it, it wasn't bleeding through the eyeballs can't be bioweapon and that's that's not their that's not their aim in this instance so um so yeah i i highly recommend that stream I need to I need to go through and make a sort of playlist, important playlist, I think. Um War Gonzo's and Trannies. <laughs> okay. Oh, I know why. That would be that uh whatever her name is. Um The the uh priest or whatever? No, it's that uh Cirillo, Sarah Aston Cirillo, the tranny oh, yeah. in yeah. uh Ukraine. And um who is now Basically trying to detransition back again to being a dude, <laughs> and it's trying to get. I think she legged it from Ukraine actually, um, but they 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 got her in one of these, uh, like I don't know, we call them honey trap things. But these dudes phone up and they pretend to be, uh, or they impersonate someone that that person finds important, and they basically get her slating the, um. The Ukrainian leadership, etc. Uh, Giga Spiral Weed Psychosis Edition: Intellectual Dishonesty Regarding Published Data. Um, I remember there was a whole series of these that um, we did, and uh, um, it may have been uh, continuing to hammer the nail. Um, it wasn't. Is that Rafa? Sorry. Is that John McLaughlin? No, no, that's uh, Chris uh, from the UK at WTYL headquarters. Um, So tracking the intellectual dishonesty of JJ Curry and Brett Weinstein. Um, Yeah, I don't don't know why you put Brett Weinstein's name in there. I don't remember what that was about. Because I think Curry was was analyzing Brett Weinstein or something. <clears throat> I don't remember. I, I want to. I want to say it was. It might have been. That might have been because Brett Weinstein had been sitting on an RFK episode. Oh uh, yeah, since November of twenty one, mm. and he published it in like August of twenty three. Yeah, yeah. So that that was that one. <laughs> THC fulminating spreading psychosis edition. <laughs> and yeah, that's where we're looking at Japanese data. And yeah, well, we don't we don't have access to these sweet data boards that they have right now, is or had, I should say. But um yeah. Uh Japan still very highly vax compliant. All right, uh, let's see. Russia accuses USA for COVID and um, weaponized prions and fibrinoloid. (laughs) Generally um, (laughs) self-explanatory. The Gigaspiral Houstonic Lie Edition. Um, Yeah, so it's it's starting to get really um, 
dirty, dirty boxing at this point. Um, I, I forgot what he said, but he accused us basically of whatever. Uh, I don't know. There's been a bunch, right? Not talking about fentanyl. Not talking about um, remdesivir. Um, not uh, essentially being murderers. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. I don't know more about their intellectual dishonesty. Um, let's see. Oh, so yeah, more oh, John Collins. Yeah, so he just runs from me. Um, so mRNA vet letter of concern. So that was a letter that myself and Roger Meacock did to the um, Veterinary Association in Britain, right. and uh, yeah, we put it out there. Says so don't don't put this stuff in livestock. Um, SARS-CoV-2 is an airborne AIDS. Yeah, this is when you start your retrovirus kick. Right, right. And yeah, and so now eighteen that's, weeks. That's September. September. That was that was right as I was leaving. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, so retroviruses, hyperfictive interrelations. <laughs> um I mean Oh my gosh. I should probably. Yeah, I was traveling. That. Yep, yep, because there you go. Because then there was the conference. That was right after I got back. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that brings us to September. And then mm -hmm. September, we're going to come across. Let's see. We'll, we'll try and let's, let's try and uh, go through this. So, oh yeah, so he does a stream basically berating us for not being able to we've got 15 minutes and um it's... well and also the hyperfective interrelationships was a jet the japanese conspiracy between you know oh yes that's right yeah that's right you, <laughs> and and... <laughs> <laughs> yes how could i forget that <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah we were all scheming in the background <laughs> yep we're all part we're all part of the deep state <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um and then Christy was just annihilating him. Oh god, mm, it was great. Mm, I was mostly just watching that one. That was great. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Tucker hot war in a year. Um well I hope not. Um assistant vax spike. Oh, was this uh no. Oh, maybe it was. Maybe that was when that um, paper came out of it being in the skull bone marrow and, and the ninjas yeah. of, mm -hmm. uh, of the people ninjas. who didn't die from COVID. Right. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that was an important <laughs> one. Uh, uh, stream with uh, Tax Evader. Oh. oh, and there it comes. Wow. So, <laughs> 16 Heavy. weeks. Yeah. And, um, 
why why do I have Pseudomonas in there? Oh, right, because that was there's an overlap there, right? With the that's right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we're not sure where that Pseudomonas fits in. This uh, well, unless unless they were using that for clones. Um, it's not the same as we were talking about in January. It was. I mean, it's something to do with LPS. I just don't remember, like, but PRP, spike of selective. Yeah, I, I'd have to go back. I don't remember exactly. Mm, but the the first the first part is just the the black pill dropped by Nystrom and Hammerstrom. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. That, oh that's dear. one of the that's one of the the ten most important papers. In yeah. This pandemic. Yeah. 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 And I don't know if they'll be able to get it published. Because wow. once it is, people can just easily make the jump to vaccines with that. Well, uh, Kevin, that, that would also make it very much like almost all of the other 10 <laughs> most important papers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because almost all of them weren't published. Mm. <clears throat> Man, science. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be... In that Science system. is broken, man. Yeah. In fact, um, I even made a list. I even made a graphic where I made a list of like the top papers by altmetric score during the pandemic, and half of them were retracted or were withdrawn or were had ten letters published against them. Mm. I mean, it was insane. So it was either the propaganda pieces, or it was the stuff that they were trying desperately to hide, mm. and it's just. It's incredible to see because it, it's so stark because you can tell which ones are narrative and which ones aren't simply by whether or not they were attacked. Mm. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> well, I, I'd like to think we'd be holding these people responsible, but I doubt it. Um, well, I haven't given up yet. Neither of you. So no, nah, but I'm just, um, you, you, Keep going at it till there's no, no more mileage to to travel. But um, I I think it's just a case of that that these organisations can just keep ducking and diving and avoiding responsibility. And you know, it, it, at the end, even if you manage to just if you get Anderson sacked, right? Then then they'll say it's over. It's all over. You got what you wanted and. That's not not what I was after. Um, producing prions, cells viral persistence in primate brain. Um, that was uh, that's the group from Tulane University. Challengers burn too. Um, that was a great stream. The the mighty Challenger tanks of the UK. They they burn just like all the other tanks when they get hit. <laughs> that is true. That's not just a rumor. <laughs> um, Japanese call out bioweapon. Uh, I wonder if that's Japanese guy and the yeah, that's him. Uh, another stream with uh, Christy. 
I mean, those are all information packed. Um, I, I, don't take this the wrong way, but I, I learned way more from <laughs> in any given stream with Christy. <laughs> Look, man, I've got I've got balance, everything, <laughs> entertainment. Um, yeah, <laughs> when Coons attacked, this was a good one. So this was Doc Kett basically challenging him in his chat and break. Um, oh god, that was good. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. Um, Abrahamic deception. Yeah, we have got that going on. Um, Io and conventional warfare. Latest. I don't remember what that one was about. Oh uh, yeah, I think that was just like a like a random going over a bunch of different topics stream. I will fair weaponize trannies. I'm guessing that's Cirillo again. Um, and intracerebral injection of BSE, primate intracerebral injection of BSE. Yeah. So like from this sort of date onwards, this is sort of recent memories for me and everything just keeps focusing now on prions, 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 and way more than <laughs> Giga Spiral, the Judas. Um, that's where we get him admitting that he he deliberately <laughs> stabbed you in the back, right? He deserved well, yeah, it. And, then, and I also showed the proof. <laughs> right. Proving, that's where we showed, that's where we laid down the receipts showing that he was full of shit and he was lying. Mm. With his yep. slander, so. Um, ah, the different race-based biowarfare, yeah. So that was the that was myeloid good. cells and different races responding differently to challenge with um, SARS. And that was a paper Christie found. Um, so that was good. Abrahamic deception, um, Stephen O'Brien. Um, UN free speech farce. Yes, I don't remember this. This was Jacinda Ardern basically saying that they're <clears throat> going to treat you as an enemy combatant if you're not complying with their uh, diktats as to what is mis and disinformation. Which speech. is rich because this was after she was deposed or after she resigned. Right. <laughs> 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 oh, she just got a cushy job at the UN, right? It's just yeah. one big... Uh, writhing viper's nest at the well, at the top at the bottom <laughs> um streaming with weird source yes um that was uh <laughs> i didn't have a weird source mine was uh a normal <laughs> normal i want normal source bro i don't want i don't want any more weird source i've had enough <laughs> um nothing, nothing to do with uh, the host but uh, I, I want to go back to a where prion disease was a rare and um, a you know it was one of the curiosities of the medical domain. So right. urban prion roundtable with Joanna, um, Christy, and Charles. Um, kind of what we covered there so much. Um, well, I, I I felt um, I didn't think that there was that much 
with respect to herbs in the end. I was like, well, if there anything, it seems to be a, an innate adaptive immune response. And they seem to be involved that way, and they change virtually with any um, any condition. So another broken truth one um, shots herbs. So he's he's done that documentary, right? Which is, I want to say he released it now, where he's talking about um, quinine. Right, and how quinine which has just been so fundamental to our civilization. And, you know, in the... Against malaria and... Uh, yeah. Other tropical diseases, yeah. And instead of, instead of sticking with what works, old Peter Hotez, who is apparently the dean of the school of... And he also runs the uh, journal... Um, neglected tropical medicine or neglected tropical diseases. So, and he's leading the push away from this kind of shit towards vaccines that don't work and kill people. So, yeah. Now, yeah. I, I do, I do want to break in here just a minute. I just posted in the Rumble chat the link. There, it should work. So let me know if it doesn't work. But a link to the folder, the Google Drive folder where you can look at all 100 or 70 or how many um, uh, graphics there are. So all those pandemic graphics that I showed you, you can have, you can s download all of them if you want. So. Yes, download them, spread them, and uh, <clears throat> spread them like a, <laughs> a biowarfare agent. Yeah. All right, so shout out to Broken Truth. I hope you're having a good Christmas, sir, and uh, Happy New Year. Um, more Housatonic lie, fulminating, spreading psychosis, gigaspiral intensification. Um, yeah, so that's, again, in response to us being called murderers and polluters with, <laughs> with control. Oh, dear. All right. Let's see. So, streaming with missing link. COVID did that. Um, conscientious objection in the digital panopticon. Um, uh, That's one of my favorite titles that you ever had for a stream. <clears throat> ah, sometimes I come up with some good ones. Uh, yeah. Telling Adam Green about the K26R hypothesis. <laughs> so, so fisted wargasm flops. Yeah, this must be October. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Vaccine-induced broken hearts. So, I guess more myocarditis. Um, so, fact bit. That was it. So, um, another HIV origins one. Another good stream. Um, here, another one that should be people's should bookmark this one. So SARS aerosol dynamics and swarm stability mechanisms for human spread. And that is a really good one. Yeah. Uh, if I do say so myself, that's a good one. What, what, you know, we have to be reliant on, I'm not saying every paper is gospel, but you can sort of see where they're plotting and are they concordant somewhat? And right. If, when you 
when you don't just use one paper and you, you can see trends and when you have mass amounts of evidence building up like we have for these amyloidogenic these amyloidogenic properties of of these peptides uh well it, and that's been the problem for for Kui because he'll read a paper and run with it or he'll read an article and run with it or he'll come up with an idea and run with it but he won't do the due diligence due diligence is looking at the now 60 vaccine studies to say conclusively there was no furin cleavage site in any vaccine until 2020 but but you have to do that due diligence you you can't just oh well i read i read um you know dan sorotkin's uh, quasi species blog and clicked on the links in it and now i'm a genius quasi species no that's not how it fucking works it just isn't now granted that was a great article but i went after that article and I went and read the articles that were linked, and then I read other articles that weren't linked in there because I wanted to learn more. And uh, that's that's what the value of due diligence. And when you don't do it, it is fucking obvious. And it is fucking obvious mm. that certain people aren't doing it. Yeah. And pushing stuff that is nonsense as well, right? Correct. Um, <laughs> Streaming with Walter. Shout out to Walter again. More um, religious um, data. And we have another year now to look at with this activity data. I wonder if there's going to be a follow-up to that one. So, um, we Well, have... typically there's not follow-ups to bad news. Um, right. <laughs> there's, not fun, there's not funding in that, in that direction. Well, I'm hoping that one of these population sort of national grants they would they still got a bit to go so i'm hoping that steve kirsch spends five dollars on anything besides himself <laughs> but whatever uh when dissidents gaslight rancor and cooey um <laughs> yeah, and uh, even getting primate models of long hauler now jesus uh more okay I, I get into the glow up goy slot phase i think there was... and, and this is why there's this is why there's four pages since october <laughs> you've been pumping about every day pretty much well i mean it, well this was the what happened in israel right and the um yeah you were on it you were <laughs> well you know atrocity propaganda from any side needs um countering so um let's see uh, i know what so that data on there is just pulling apart rancor um okay so <laughs> i think it's just going to be glow up <laughs> just all <laughs> yeah uh a lot of um, oh, yeah. especially prions. once you got uh, Duvid involved. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, so we we looked at prions and cancers. Then there's more. Um... So Christy Grace, and so yeah, the DNA plasmid stuff is coming, and um, the 
we're at the point where um, trying to get the measurements done on those vials, more metaphysics, um, atrocity propaganda, atrocity propaganda. Um, <laughs> is there a case for the ethical use of chemical warfare in Gaza? <laughs> Which was the answer to that was no, and yeah. thankfully we haven't seen any um, any use yeah, of it good. yet. So yeah, we we haven't seen an escalation of that. Yeah, that's good. Um, consciousness, consciousness, um, Lucas, atrocity um, <laughs> propaganda. Bébé dans un four avec du fromage à milieu. So it's like this roast. I love your French. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, burnt baby's head, but you can see it's a plastic doll's head. Um, yeah. Uh, latest biowarfare signal. Do we our attrition signal in U.S. Marine Corps? So, um, oh, oh, that was the comment of the Marine Corps going down. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he survived. As far as I know. He, he he is I haven't actually looked, but uh as far as I know, he's still alive and he survived that. But that's when he dropped while running. Right. On right. sidewalk in DC. Yeah. <sighs> what are that going on? Men but in the top one percent of, of of physical fitness for his age group on mm. the planet. Uh he had a genetic defect from birth. Rixie, what's the matter with you? Commotio cordis. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, neuro warfare. Um, long term brain incapacitation. Um, I guess just long COVID. I can see the Nystrom paper there. Um, yeah. Visualizing the neuroscience of consciousness using LLMs, non-Euclidean geometry. Um, yeah, we cover a range of topics here. More, um, more atrocity propaganda. Um, let's see. Yeah, just in metaphysics. I've been doing a lot of uh, Sensei Warlord. Um, Furin's role in Sars neurological disorders. Did you, you actually gave me, sent me that paper. A long yeah, time ago I um i can't remember if we did remember, that together or not though i don't remember if i was on that one or not but i don't think i was um oh, sp oh speaking of metaphysics uh uh jake the shaman oh yeah, yeah. Uh, still, still wants to I, I i explained that uh that a certain eco health alliance epidemiologist doesn't speak for us and uh okay. he still wants to uh he still wants to speak in metaphysics with you so Okay, cool. Uh, okay. Well, I'm uh, I'm losing interest in them killing each other in the Middle East. It's like <laughs> same old story. Um, yeah. So then we had the report of uh, ten years lost cognitive processing. Um, post uh, post COVID. Um, again, more more evidence of a war against the brain. Well, don't worry, that'll be retracted. Yeah, right. I think it. I think it's still in preprint. So, wow. Um. So, uh, 
That was the South Africa group. I don't know if you gave a presentation to them. You? Um, no, they wanted me to, but I couldn't. I don't remember what I was doing there. But... I should do. It's an interesting group. So, um, Jews. Um, ah, so, yeah, then we get to influenza being able to induce pre cascades and how that is new data. So this is just where we are with the public data. Um, now, for, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that paper didn't identify a specific epitope, or did it? No, just it was some, just noting a correlation of some kind. Yeah, something in influenza okay. can trip prion, um, and I can't remember the title is. It's the first non-prion agent described for human prion protein. Well, we know that's not true. Sorry, well, and, the first. Um, so the, you know, it, it was a close run thing between SARS and um, yeah. influenza in this instance. But in, you know, I, I would say if you, if I was to put money on the protein that was doing it in influenza, it would be the nucleocapsid protein. Um, really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, they have those sort of, um, what do they call them? Uh, low, low complexity. Is it low complexity repeats? But because it's oh, just uh, like structural. The heptad repeats or whatever. Yeah. In the whatever. Uh, yeah. In the, their version of the spike. Well, I forget what it's called. Uh, but, um, oh, we're on page two, though. That's good. Yeah. 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 I'm, but I need to. I need the bathroom again. I'm rushing through this. Well, and then we had, of course, the uh, the stream with Matthew. Ah, uh, yes. And that did get heated at some points. And yeah, well, you know what? And uh, <clears throat> I was incredibly disappointed by that. I, I really. I don't know why I expected better, but I did. So I haven't heard much from him sometimes so yeah he's been he's going quiet on twitter so i haven't i haven't seen much from any of that side i don't know if there's... i haven't even bothered to look at it giga giga stone so i have no idea what's going on with him mm -hmm. i mean there's only so many times you can watch the same presentation again and again right yeah <laughs> i mean his audience his audience is pretty loyal i mean uh, i guess yeah. But yeah, that's well, you know that should be on the list just for entertainment purposes. I mean, and again, that was just going through the data around things like spread, and you didn't even get to break out the um, the graphics that you showed today, right? There's this there's just so much that we could point to. Yeah. Um, well, like I said. Uh, several people have already used the link, so the, so it is working. So you can go and see the actual GIFs and JPEGs or whatever of these files, and I'll 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 try to uh, I'll try to put the Excel files in that public folder too. So let's get to page number one. Oh, and that last one um, just was a case of. Um, Two people, Clint Richardson, uh, I've forgotten the name of his friend, um, who avoided vaccines. 
and still got clobbered by SARS and have been left with a long hauler um, condition. And um, they're wondering why, why, if they did the right thing by avoiding vaccines. And sorry, the evidence is that it comes from both sides. And I don't know, it seems to, it seems to be some sort of luck of the draw. So then we get to the recent paper with plants, plants being demonstrated in the laboratory to be able to transmit prions and induce prion disease in test animals. And um, this was this was just on the back. I think actually I'd I'd seen a cooey stream when he was talking about prions this point it was like i don't want to believe that there are um elements out there in the environment that can just pass from <laughs> plants <laughs> i don't uh, even, even though even though he's a neuroscientist oh i don't want to think about it right <laughs> yeah. I mean, no no not i'm not saying chronic wasting disease does that but if we're in a situation where oh, they've Gene transfected that epitope into people, and then that causes prion disease in billions. Oh, that looks like so. Um, oh yeah, Jake, uh, America's shaman. Um, yeah, environmental super prion contamination. <laughs> this is um, Joaquim and Dan Winter. Um, yeah, um, what was the one we did about fat Angie? Uh, militant, they called me the most likely member of draft. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck that fat Sal. Yeah, so she. <laughs> She does not appreciate my due diligence. Yeah. Uh, Wife here is uh, telling me something. Um, yeah, she's she's telling me to uh, <laughs> pull the record, dude. <laughs> I promised uh, we'd go out. Um, oh, we're almost done. So we did. Uh, I think we're well. We're in the. Um, yeah, we did pretty good. We got through it. That was a. It's. Ever since November of last year, man, we've been... Yeah, yeah. Man. She finally keeping it from up. Um, okay. um, all right. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, Christmas special year in review. So um, the most recent stuff is fresh in memories of people. And it's it's very much, I'm going to continue on that path, just trying to break down what um, Prion is doing and why, um, uh, well, what we should be looking for. And this evening, I'm going to be doing something with a Japanese Twitter space, I think, or at least a Zoom call. So I don't know if I'm going to stream it or not. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, dude, I've got to hit the bathroom, dude. So I'm going to have to pull the, the plug. So I mean, that's okay. I, I'm actually surprised I lasted this long. Because mm -hmm. uh, I've, I've been feeling so terrible this week. Uh, 
Mm. Yeah, go go yeah, rest. I'm dude. feeling better today, so yeah. Um, let's. Uh, I I will finish up tonight, probably your morning, and we can just chit chat then. I guess. Yeah. And, uh, totally good. We'll do that. It's it's late for you. All right, folks. I'm gonna have to just stop the stream and uh, hit hit the bathroom. So uh, thank you, thank you for anyone. I can't even say thank you for anyone that sent donors today. There was a few. Um, much, much appreciated. Take care. God bless. And uh, a quite new year. Maybe I'll squeeze in another stream. <laughs>